comic timing is a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network, Network bitch. <laughs> Print it. Welcome to episode 158 of Comic Timing, a comics podcast voted to the average comic book fan from the average comic book fan. Join in as me and a rotating panel of guests discuss whatever comes to mind time after time here on Comic Timing. It's a catch-up episode with old friend of the show, Sean Pryor. We talk his changes in his career, what's upcoming, and even some San Diego Comic-Con news because you cannot escape it no matter which way you go. Here now, Comic Timing. Hey there, folks. My name's Ian Levisine, and welcome to episode 158 of Comic Timing. No Brent this episode because it's just a, a, a one-on-one this time around. A, a catch-up episode, as you will, as I just said three seconds ago. We're here with a friend of the show, longtime friend of myself, and uh, Stan Leroy himself, Sean Pryor. First off, you said one-on-one, and you did not mention Hall and Oates. <laughs> that that that's that's the problem. We have we have to uh, rectify that right now. Um, you know, props and peace to Hall and Oates. So uh, yeah, so yeah, Hall one-on-one. and Oates. One and one on one. I want to play that game tonight, Ian. Not with you per se, but I'm just putting it out there to you know because that's my that's my jam. Okay, that's 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 one of the slow jams. You put that on the mixtape and you just you just let it play on repeat. But anyway, I'm doing good. Thank you for for having me on the show. It's been a, it's been a very long time, my friend. Yes, it has, man. Yes, it has. I feel I feel like I've been playing catch up with a whole bunch of the old CT guests over the last couple of months, and you are most definitely on that list. So uh, good to have you back in the rotation. Oh, it's glad to be. I'm glad to be back, man. It's, it's good times. Good times. What's on your mind, homie? Not much, man. Not much. It's a. It, it's weird. Uh, I mean, yet another San Diego Comic Con has arrived, and I'm sitting here in my apartment in Brooklyn as opposed to being there in San Diego. But I'm kind of okay with it. You know, like I've gotten to the point now where San Diego is a beast. You know, San Diego is one of those cons that has gotten bigger and bigger and bigger over the years, and it's barely even. I mean, not even. It's not even right to say barely. A, a comic convention, but it's it's a whole bunch of different things, and I'll let the other guys fight to get in while I sit back here and read all the news. Well, you know, it, it all it all depends on on what your really your intentions on going are for. I mean, it's it's one of those things where it is a pop culture convention. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a very big pop pop culture convention. There are still comics, but there's plenty of TV shows and movies and toys. And, oh yeah. And and everything else under the sun. The thing is, is that it's just under the name Comic Con, right. you know. And you can't let that go, you know, because it used to be just San Diego Comic Con. Now it's Comic Con International, because so many people, you know, use the term Comic Con right. for their shows. So how do you make your stand out? Yep. Yeah, you say Comic Con Inter- International, and everybody knows that's SDCC. But you you say that and it works. But yeah, you know, you go out to San Diego and. And, you know, you see stuff and signs everywhere. And it's like, how the hell is the blacklist part of Comic-Con International? But it's 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 a pop culture con. You know, I'm not throwing no shade on the blacklist because um, James Spader is my homie. But it's it's a pop culture show. Like, imagine, like, if Wizard did a pop culture convention the right way, but it was so big it was, like, the size of the Enterprise. Oh, jeez. That, you know, that's... You know, that's Comic-Con International. It's everything. Right. So, you know, but like for most people, most people go there to, net- to network like myself, right. which I hopefully will finally get to go next year. That'd be nice. Actually, I had, a, I had a pass this year, but, 
you know, finances just didn't make it possible for me to go, for me to go. You just explain why I haven't been in the last couple of years. Is uh, well, a they've definitely cut down on the on the amount of press passes they give out, and uh, you know, me being small potatoes, it ain't gonna happen. So I'll have to actually fight for one of those San Diego Comic Con passes uh, straight up, which is fine. It's just you know, you gotta you gotta freaking camp out for that stuff uh, these days. Like you gotta be the first one in there in order to get yourself a four day pass for for Comic Con. Mm-hmm. And, and then there's the uh, there, there's the hotels plus the flight. The flight from here to San Diego could be eight hundred dollars. Like that's that's almost a trip to Japan. Well, yeah, no, no doubt. And like you have to like try to plan this in a way where you know you got to learn the systems to where it's like okay, like if I try to buy you because know, you can only buy plane tickets so far in advance nowadays. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. You know, so if if you try to plan it out just right and like oh, okay, cool, it's it's like three hundred, four hundred for a round trip right now. I'm going to go get this now. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm going to go ahead and get this ticket now. Get the little insurance on it. So if I decide to change my mind and say I can't go, yep. I can use this towards something else. It's, you know, you're, you're better, you know, you're better off trying to go that way. But it's like, there's so many things, there's so many intricate things that can complicate things like, you know, like these hotel lotteries. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and all this other stuff. So, yeah, I can understand why, you know, it's like almost a bigger pain than trying to get Green Bay Packers tickets. <laughs> So, like, I understand why people get so frustrated with it. But for those that, you know, they get to go, awesome. I'm happy for you. Like I said, I can't wait to go, wait to go next year. I want to experience it at least once. But, like, Absolutely. I'm going there. I'm going there to network, mm-hmm. you know. So, like, my intentions are different than, like, the dude with the with the big old bag, you know, the size of a Fiat and <laughs> and walking by everybody's table asking this stuff is free. Yep. So, you know, it's, 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 it's a different thing. But, no, like, I'm there to shake hands and kiss babies. And like, you know, sign contracts and, and cash fat checks. That's what I want to do. That, that's why I like being both of those guys at the same time. Like like when I do New York, like, yeah, I, I've, I've got the table, but I'm also doing the fan thing, which is which is really cool to be able to fit those both into one convention because it's such a big convention. You get that opportunity one way or the other. That's true. That, that's the sweet spot right there. Getting getting the combination of the two and get that fiat size bag to keep for later. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. I'll put my dirty clothes in there. Good. <laughs> but no, see, and the thing is, like, I kind of I get to a point why they're cracking down so much on professional passes and uh, professional passes, but um, press but passes, uh, yeah. press passes because podcasting is completely changed. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, like there's so many more people doing podcasts now, and it used to be, you know, it was only like it was like a set handful, but it was still a lot. Yep. But now. I won't say everybody podcasts, but so many more people podcast. And a lot of people only put out like an episode a year yeah. and get press passes and don't even really do anything. And you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, they, 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 cut, they cut it back, you know, whether it be a read pop show mm-hmm. or, you know, or whether it be Comic Con International or whoever, however, you know, it's like you got to have these credentials now. Sure. And, and even then, even then, that might not get you in, depending on what day you you apply and how the sun looks and how hot is it. <laughs> and, you know, you, you never know. You know, you need to check your poor, your poor Richard's, what was it, the Poor Farmer's Almanac? The Poor Richard's uh, Almanac, yeah. Thank you, the Poor Richard's Almanac. Yeah. And try to figure it all out. But that's just that's just the game right now. It's, it's more important that actual attendees get into the con than it is press i mean that much i know for sure and uh, this i mean this might very well be the first new york comic con where i am just there as a a four-day attendee as opposed to sitting up at the table i, I haven't looked into the podcast arena yet so maybe that'll change but yeah. I, I i went ahead and i bought that four-day pass just in case because you know if i'm going to be a civilian yeah sure i might bring the recorder with me but you know yeah. i got to make sure to secure my way in one way or the other 
Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt. You got you got to you got to take care of business either way. Definitely. You know, plus them re them re pop shows don't play. Oh please, so, yeah, no, that, and, and that stuff is just getting heavier and heavier every single year, man. I mean, like more more stuff. I mean, the entire. New York Comic Con in particular, that's going to be a week long event now with the, with all the freaking like outside of the Javits Center events that are going to be going on from Monday until Friday. Like that shit's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy because it's awesome if you live in New York. It's like, yo, I get to I get to celebrate and have fun all week. Mm-hmm. Bet. Yep. You know, but this motherfucker right here ain't taking all five days for a show. <laughs> you know, like I'll be there w- before the convention starts to set up. Mm-hmm. And then like, well, not this year, but, you know, I'll be there to set up. And when the show's done, I bounce. Yeah. You, you know, that's that's how it works. Because like we all have jobs. Uh, well, most, most of us have jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Most of us have jobs. Most of us that, that you know, do comic books or in the comic book business or the business of media creation itself, we normally have a nine to five until what we what we do on the side right. actually becomes the the living. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you get X amount of vacation days. You just can't say, yeah, I'm gonna be gone for five days. No, that ain't gonna work. Exactly. Yeah. You I, know, I gotta it, handle it, that too, man. I mean I gotta handle that too. I'm going to Otacon and and that's uh, two days off there, Thursday and Friday. And then after that, I'll have like I think four more days left to vacation until November. So, you know, two of those will go towards New York Comic Con, and that, that'll that'll be that with that. But mm-hmm. I, I've already got uh, San Antonio booked for January. I'm going to go to uh, PAX South on, in uh, in January for the first time. They're, they're holding that over at San Antonio. I've never been to Texas before, so I'm looking forward to it. And it's right around my birthday, so, you know, that'll be a good uh, birthday present to myself uh, slash, you know, my mom kicking in a little bit of the ticket there, here and there. So that'll, oh, nice. that'll work out nicely. Mm. Yeah. Cool. I'm trying to trying to try new things, man. Trying to try new things. Oh, cool, man. Cool, cool. Yep. Well, you enjoy that. Thank you, thank you. Before I forget to mention, by the way, we're sponsored by DCBS Desk on Comic Book Service at DCBService.com. And it's already the month of August, so let me update you on the savings that you will have this month as opposed to last month because you can't have last month's savings no more. No more, no more, no more. But this month has some really great deals. You've actually got 65% off savings on the new Deathstroke number one, and most importantly, Batgirl number 35, with the new creative team of Babs, a actual artist named Babs, and uh, Cameron Stewart on the writing. This is a, a whole new start for Batgirl. Looks like it should be pretty cool. That new costume is wonderful, and it looks like we're going to be getting a much more youthful and fun Batgirl. In the new DC Universe, in the new 52, so that's that's pretty cool for any of you guys who are still reading it. And even if you're not, you might want to give it a shot. We've got 50% off of the Future's End hardcover as well. Over in Marvel Land, 65% off of the new Avengers and X-Men Axis number one. To, you know, because there's always a, a new big event in the uh, big two. This is the new Marvel event where it looks like the villains are going to be the ones that become the heroes in one way or the other, or it's involving villains in one way or the other. We don't freaking know yet. All I know is that it's written by Rick Remender, so it should be pretty good. And again, that's 65% off of regular cover price. Nice way to get you in the front door there. And of course, 50% off of Marvel and DC hardcovers, and the usual 40% off of Marvel, DC, Image, and Dark Horse single issues. 
I thank them very much for their sponsorship, DCBService.com. And most importantly, buy your digital comics via DCBS, and you will get a bit of a savings in return if you still buy physical copies of your comic books. DCBService.com, we thank them for their sponsorship. They are awesome. I tell them Comic Timing sent you. Won't get you anything, but, you know, it's nice to say. Transitioning over to the world of Sean Pryor. Things have changed for you since the last time we spoke, my friend. Yeah, man. When was the last time we talked? Oh, it's been a while. Is it's been a while. I mean, I can I can go back into the uh, into the archives, but was, I, was I, that like the episode where it was me and Martheus and uh, and like Brent was being a jerk? <laughs> that you just described half the episodes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> love you, Brent. Yeah, no. I, like, in fact, actually, I, I think the last time you were on an episode, have you been on since since Super Show? Uh, I don't think so, my dude. Yeah. So it's it, it's been a while. Yeah. Yeah, it's just yeah. I think I think that that was like the last time that that last super show. That yep. was the last time. That, almost two years, dude. Yep. Uh, almost two years. No, it's um, you know, it's been an interesting time, man. Like uh, since that time, you know, I've I uh, you know transitioned at Action Lab from from president to vice president slash you know director of digital development and was doing like a lot of stuff behind the scenes to help you know keep the company going and. Right. And, uh, you know, build, helping to build our um, our base and um, connections with a relationship with Comixology to try to build that, make that stronger, which I was like, which I was able to do. And it was good. They've been really good to us. And, you know, and in turn, you know, our, our, our books are doing pretty well there. And, you know, we hope that people buy our books in whatever form, whether they pre-order them in print or if they buy them digitally. You know, it's been good. And, you know, learning about how the guided view format system works and, uh and all these other different things and learning how we can continue to sell digital comics for like 99 cents and, you know, and also networking, 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 oh, yeah. um, being the switch hitter and utility player for Action Lab, essentially, you know, it's, it was a very challenging time, you know, and I, and I took it on because, hey, you know, this is what you do. You know, you want the company to succeed. It's right. something that you believe in. Yeah. It's something that you, you know, that you're invested in. So you want, you want it to work. So you do whatever ever you can and you know for like the last couple of years that you know that's that's what i've done you know and like a lot of great things have happened you know we had the birth of action lab danger zone our mature readers line danger zone um, <laughs> every every time every time <laughs> I, mean, I say those two words somebody has to do that it has to happen man every single time peace to archer i love that cartoon oh yeah um but you know you had the formation of danger zone like now, now zombie tramp sells through the roof like volume three issue one sold over sixteen thousand copies Damn, that's like the strongest. That's like the strongest selling first issue. Just not not including reorders. We haven't even got there yet. It's like the best selling book of all time in Action Lab history. Hell yeah! So yeah, single issue wise, yeah, you know, and you know we had Molly Danger, you know, on the action on the Action Lab side, got a mm-hmm. bunch of critical acclaim and did very well. Skyward, you know, got some buzz, started off hot. We got uh, you know, stuff like right now, like uh, you know, Shinobi Ninja Princess on the way and. You know, and just there's so many like just great things that are just popping off, like in the realm of creator owned comics, because and that that's the thing, like our whole label is essentially creator owned comics. Yeah, we had that right. thing with Rush Zone and we got something else in the works that I can't talk about. You know, the folks in San Diego will probably talk about it. Yeah. I can't. Right. But um but it's looking, you know, it's it's really cool. I think it's something that people won't expect. I think it's going to be good, you know, and and I'm and I'm happy for the people that will be collaborating and working on it. I'm happy for them. Uh, but like to be 
like that bridge and all these different facets behind the scenes, it was, it was a lot of work and it was a lot of fun. And but at the same time, it comes at a price. Long story short, I just burned myself out. Um, you know, I, I went hard in the paint for like over four plus years. And so in doing so, I learned so much about the business, which is awesome. Like I know more about the business than I ever want to know ever again. <laughs> both but the good and it, the bad, yeah. Yeah, both the good and the bad, but it was necessary. You know, it was it was necessary because, you know, I, I, I just these were things I needed to know. And and you can't be in this business if you don't know about the business. And the, the, the jacked up thing about the comic book business is, is that the business itself, when you're dealing with, you know, whether it be Diamond or this or that or whoever, a lot of they don't tell you how it works. A lot of times they'll tell you after the fact, mm-hmm. after you've did all this work, like, no, 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 you do it this way. It's like, why the fuck didn't you tell me that in the first place? <laughs> but that's how it, the business is very weird. And um, and so, but anyway, you know. under Underpants gnome style, you know, step, step, step one, steal underpants. Step two, step three, profit. Profit, yeah, it's just bizarre. It's so bizarre. But through all of that, I just, I, I really just wore myself out. And um, I just started to really feel like I couldn't be that, you know, utility player anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's not, you know, it's, it's no offense to anyone. I was just tired. I, it was difficult for me to stay focused on the work right. and all the things I was doing and the responsibilities I had. And I, and at the same time, like I really missed creating things. And because I was so deep into the business there was no time to create. There wasn't, you know, because you're trying to help keep things going. That's your job. Yeah. And other people are doing their jobs, too, to make sure these books come out. But I just, um, I hit the wall. And, you know, and this is, once again, those for those who make comics or help publish comics, nine times out of ten, if you're not like, you know, Marvel, DC, Boom, Image, IDW, and a couple other pubs, you normally have a second job. And that second job is your real job. Oh, yeah. Your, full, your full-time job, the job that pays the bills and keeps the lights on. So, you know, your day will start at like 7 or 8 in the morning, and it ends at like 1 or 2 in the morning, five days a week. And that's rough. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and like a lot of people don't understand that. They just think, oh, hey, comics, they're great. And I'm like, you know, but no, it, it's work. Absolutely. You know, it, it's work. And, that, and that's in every aspect from the creation, the creation of the book, the writing, the art, the coloring, the lettering. And the business part of it, it's all work. Yeah. And so, sometimes you're putting in 145% every day, and you sure, sure as hell cannot keep that up. There's a reason why 100% is the highest percent. <laughs> yes. Yes. So long story short, you know, I had to talk with the crew, and, and you know, and I, I explained my situation. And, um, you know, and, and I, we set, I set a, a date to say, you know, this is the time where I'm just going to step down and and step away from it so I can go focus on some things in my life and do some things for me. And uh, and everybody was cool with it. There's no hard feelings. It's, you know, I'm still part of Action Lab. I'm a co-founder. I'm a co-founder. I'm like a, I'm a co-founding member. Yeah. You know, so I still have, I still have a say in, in certain things. Mm-hmm. So it's not like I said, fuck the world. I'm out. <laughs> it's just, well, it's just, I'm just going to do my thing for a while. Yeah. You know, I'm going to do my own thing. I want to, I want to do, I want to see, what I can do in creating and creating comics and other forms of media and 
you know, and, and also jumping into ventures that I've never jumped into before and not have to worry about everything else. Like cheese making, for instance, you know, I'm sure I'm sure that, that you would be one hell of a good Wisconsin cheddar man. No, man, I, I can't. I look I, to my peeps in Wisconsin. I love you. all I can't <laughs> fuck with that. You know, like I, I used to I used to do like SAP consulting way back when, like yeah. years ago. I used to, I used to be an SAP consultant. For those that don't know, like if y'all watch sports and y'all watch like golf or football, and a lot of times you get these commercials with these business people sitting and talking, just rambling some bullshit, and then they cut and you see like a logo of SAP, you're like, what the fuck was that? That's what I dealt with. <laughs> but like one time we was like out in Milwaukee and the food was great. Yeah. Got to see a Brewers game and that was cool. Got nice. to play, a, you know, got to play a couple like, you know, games and stuff out there. You know, it's great. It's it wonderful. But like there's some w- weird shit in Milwaukee. <laughs> Like, like say for instance, like when you go to a restaurant, yeah. Some most restaurants they won't split your bill. Hmm. So, like if you got like three or four people with you, and you know you order some food and you ask, hey, can we split the bill? They won't do it. Interesting. And if they do, they freak the fuck out. <laughs> like, like this has never happened before. Yeah, yeah. For, I'm, I'm serious. It's like for it's like Columbus discovering America. It's. <laughs> It's like, what the fuck? Like, they freak the fuck out. And I've seen it a number of times, mm-hmm. you know, and I was just like, okay, this is just weird. But but besides that, it was still still a good time. I love y'all, but I'm not making no cheese. Yep. Um, you know, but no, it's, um, I, I'm excited for what the future holds. Like, you know, and, and next year is going to be, you know, really different for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, next year when I do the convention circuit, because like this year I didn't really do the convention circuit. I was burned out on it. Oh, yeah. I did two shows. Mm-hmm. And I did two shows under, you know, the Action Lab brand trying to sell Action Lab books. Right. And it was cool. You know, I had a good time, you know, and like I, you know, like with LOI Studios, like I did a couple of things with that. And that was a and that LOI Studios was a thing where it was like an art consortium group. And the thing is it never really got off the ground because I was the one responsible for it. Yeah. And every time I thought I would have time for it, Action I had Lab. to work on this Action Lab yeah. stuff. So, you know, we're going to reset a lot of things for next year. And I'm t- you know, like, next year's my solo tour. I'm excited. And, you know, like, I'm not saying that my voice was gone, but it's back. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, going, it's going to come back. Like, I'm not saying that I was silenced. I never was. Yeah. But it was weird. After a couple of things happened a couple of years ago. Before I moved down to like VP and uh, we, you know, we named Kevin president of Action Lab, you know, a couple of things that happened and, and, you know, and it wasn't anybody in Action Lab. We'll call it the Hibs incident, um, you know, with uh, Action Lab Confidential. Yep. Like that, like really changed like my whole perspective of the business. I am not at liberty to discuss <laughs> you know, it, it changed my whole perspective. It changed my whole perspective of, of the business itself. You know, we had to do, actually, I've had to do what they had to do so we can move forward with it and be cool with it. Yeah. But like the whole thing was, was that before that, like, I was like one of the most verbal cats out there. Yep. Constantly. Salty. To the point where I was like, man, <laughs> to, to the point to where I even, I got sick of hearing myself. <laughs> but, you know, but I had a job to do. Yeah. My job was to, was to promote Action Lab. You know, as president, that's my job. I was like, yo, you know, you know, we're, we're, the, we're the new kids and we, we're here to prove that we're, you know, that we're great and we got great books and we're on a mission and we want you to buy these books. But like uh, when we dropped Action Lab Confidential, which was a digital free comic book day book, 
And like at the time, we didn't have Comixology, but we had like uh, I think Comics Plus. Mm-hmm. We had our own, our own website, and we had uh, Drive Through Comics. Yeah, we had those three spots to put it out there because it was free. It's a big ass super sampler. Like I think it was like close to two hundred pages for free. Oh yeah. But like uh, we had got some complaints uh, on the uh, in the comment section from Brian Hibbs, and then like I got a couple of emails, and yeah, and everything got straightened out. I, I, but like it just made me change my demeanor and. I started not to be as vocal as I once was. And I, and I was like, you know, I, I was salty because like a dude, like, you know, this, this person who's like, you know, part of, like, you know, it's part of the comic book business as far as retailers go. Yeah. Went at me on, on in a comment section when he could have emailed me directly. Like anybody, like up until, well, by the time this podcast is, but like up until like a few days ago, mm-hmm. from the start of Action Lab till a few days ago, my contact information was on that website every yeah. single day. Yep. So you could just got at me and just be like, yo, you know, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Blah, 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 blah. But he didn't. He did comment section. And, yeah. You know, he did in the comment section. So, so like, like I said, like it, it kind of made me pull myself in and I wasn't as verbal as I, you know, as I once was. Yeah. And so like, but like, you know, I just, I just buried myself in work. You know what I mean? That's what I did. Uh, you know, I'm just like, well, well fuck it. I'll just grind. I'll, I'll just grind. And that's what I did. And I, like I said, I burned myself out. And now I'm in this, I'm at this new place, you know, in my life. And I feel good. I feel positive. And like, I'm ready to create things, collaborate with wonderful people and just do things, do, do some different things and, and, and try to get these and try to get these things I'm trying to do out to as many people as possible and not just that 125,000 people, if you you know what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely, man. I mean, like, and and we we all get to that point at one point or another. Like, I mean, even me as a a podcaster have gotten to that point where, like, you just got to take a step back, breathe for a minute, and think, is this what I want to be doing right now? Is this the path I want to be on? You know, what can I do to make myself happier? And for that matter, if there's one thing I know a shitload about, it's internet commenters and <laughs> and and i and i can sure as hell 100 percent understand how sometimes that can get under your skin a little bit but the good thing about not being with a company anymore is now sean Pryor returns <laughs> yeah oh, yeah no 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 doubt no, no doubt and the thing is is that like real real talk let's keep it 100 i shouldn't have let those comments get to me oh yeah you know, but the thing it's is, it's hard not like, to. It's hard not to. Yeah, it's just, sometimes it's hard not to, because you know, like ever since then, like stuff like that should just roll off the back. Yeah. You know, what I mean, like I, I really don't, I really don't give two shits. Brush but like off. that, that, that like hit me hard. Yeah. Like it, and like I said, it really changed my demeanor. But see, the thing is, like after that, and like when I finally let it go, I was just like, yo, I'm why? I'm like, I'm not gonna let people control my emotions. Oh, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yep. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like the dude, like if the dude really had a problem with it, mm-hmm. he'd have came to me. Yeah. And and he never did. And so, so you move on I was from like, there. Yeah. You move on from there. You, you, yeah, exactly. You know, because like I said before, like I dude, I used like everybody named Mama used to email me. <laughs> you know, used to email me every single day, <laughs> you know, from 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 my action lab address, asking for like all types of crazy stuff, you know, and folks trying to get on and get their books pubbed. And like, you know, and just like so it's like if they could find me. Oh, you could find me. Oh, yeah. Like I said, man, like it just it, it got to me. And then I had to learn that, like, you know, it's words and you can't let everybody's words control your emotions and like and fuck with you. 
And like, and so it was like, yeah, it was, it was, it was weird, man. It, it, it was, it was really weird. But like I said, it's, I'm in a good state. I did a lot of wonderful things with Action Lab. Yeah. You know, like, yo, first year, first year as a publisher, we got an Eisner nomination. How many publishers can say that? Not many. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, you know, that's a great thing. We've published a lot of books. We've gotten a bunch of critical acclaim. You know, people talk a lot of good about us, you know, and they like and they like the books that that we put out. Yeah, you had successful and, non-potato salad Kickstarter campaigns. Yo, you know what, man? Yo, let me speak on that real quick. <laughs> that, I, you know, I, I that, love pushing your buttons. Go ahead. No, no, you're cool. It, 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 it don't bother me. Good. The, 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 the potato salad Kickstarter don't bother me because that dude had a plan in, in like from day one. one. Yeah. Yep. Like he's just one of them nerds. Mm hmm. That like got with his people and got with his team and yep. was like, yo, let's do this experiment. Mm-hmm. And it worked. And it worked. Now, I understand why like a lot of com- comic book cats was upset. I get it. I get it. But you know what? Where were these same cats that were upset? Where were they when, when, when Kickstarter said, yo, we changed our policies. You can go ahead and we, we, we're not going to review every single Kickstarter anymore. Mm-hmm. Just make one go. Yeah. Where were those cats when that went down? Because when that went down, when they dropped that press, when they dropped that press release stating they changed their policies to, and you can make a, a Kickstarter anyway, anywhere, how? Mm-hmm. When that happened, like you know, I remember talking with some of my boys about. it. I was like, yeah, this is really going to change things, and like, yeah, this may change the quality of the amount of Kickstarters that come out. It's going, it may increase the frequency, but what's what about the quality? Right. But it's open game. And what do like a lot of nerds do? A lot of nerds challenge the system, and they test things. And that's what this was. And that's what and that's what the, that's what it was. Yeah. And, he, and you know, he made a lot of loot. And so, and then then at the same time, it's just like that whole thing of, well, I worked for it, you didn't work for it, and it's it's like, but at the same time, it's like, yo, people will give what they want to give. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they'll give to what they want to give. And not only that, but the people that donated to that thing, that's not really, like, they probably don't even, don't even, you know, that's not, that's their lane. Yeah. They're probably not going to hop over to a comic book thing. You know what I mean? Well, and for that matter, no one got a Kickstarter account just to donate to Potato Salad. You know, like, for, these are these are people that more than, like, I'd say, like, at least 95% of the people that did that probably already had Kickstarter accounts before the shit went down. You know, no, 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 no. There's a lot of new people too, dog. There's a, there's a lot, there's a lot of new people too. And but the thing is, but the whole, but the whole thing about it is, just like, yo, people can do what they want. And it's just like, if folks would have paid attention, they would know something like this was was bound to happen, right? And somebody was gonna like, you know, run a test because that's what it essentially was. It was a test. And so like, I don't, I, I don't, I, I, I remember the first day I saw it, I, like, I, I was salty for like 20 minutes, and then I just started laughing because I was just like, yo. <laughs> That's just how it works, but ain't, like, ain't nothing like that gonna be able to happen again either. Because now that potato salad happened, there is no recapturing the the magic with that, you know? Like, no, like, no, no, there's not. No, 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 no. And the CNN, that's a whole other thing too. It's like for cats that, like, once again, like a lot of comic book cats that were complaining about. It, I understand that you're upset, but it's like, you know, for those that complain that had kickstarters, that I'm like, those were all successful kickstarters. You got what you wanted. You got your cash, and you were able to like make those books yeah. and make those other things. So, yo, be blessed, be happy for that. You know what I mean? Yep. It's like, yeah, it was a lot of hard work, but you know what? You do art, and guess what? Art is hard. You know what I mean? It's like the whole game is hard. 
So, yeah, I know it's going to come across like, man, this dude's just cheating the system. It's like, but hey, that's just how that's how it works sometimes. Yeah. The dude, like a nerd plate and the nerd, nerd tested the system and he knew. Well, and guess what? He got over. Right. And, yeah. and I mean, you can even look at it too. Like, yeah, you could have the best comic in the world, but sometimes a shitty comic is going to make more money than you. And and that's the way you can look at with the, with this Kickstarter as well. Like you, as, as long as you yourself are putting out a product that you believe in, and you go out there on Kickstarter and you and you you know get the right publicity and you get things going, then bam, you're good to go. You know, yeah. don't don't let this potato salad thing sour you on that because Kickstarter as a platform, yeah, while it's changed uh, vetting wise, has not changed in hype wise, if you know what I mean. Oh yeah, no doubt. Well, and not only that, not only that, but you also got to look at it like this: like comics, comics is like a very, very, very small percentage of what Kickstarter actually does. A lot of the money in Kickstarter for like a lot of those Kickstarters goes towards tech and other things. You know, if you really go like, you know, if you can find, like if you can find out where the, like, as far as like how things are like money, how money is donated to Kickstarter, like comics ain't that high. It's a piece, but it's a very, very large pie. And that's a small piece of the pie. So that's the whole other thing too. Sometimes like these cats get like just stuck in their own worlds and they don't think about the real world. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So, like, you know, we we got to kind of like, you know, kind of got to open that up a little bit and and relax. And, you know, it's like potato salad was just a new grumpy cat. You know, folks just got to deal with it. That's just how it is. It's the, like the, you, the way the way I put it on altered on altered egos. I was a guest on that uh, earlier this week is like it, the Internet's all about the walls, you know, always has yeah. been, always will be. That was the wall of the week. We've moved on to a new wall. Right. And, and, not, and not only that, but but the more I think about it, you know, folks being jealous because like their campaigns didn't bank like potato is very f- reflective of feeling entitled to other people's money. And that's never a good thing. Oh, please. And and those people that are donating to, to the potato Kickstarter aren't going to be the audience for these pe- people's Kickstarters who are complaining in the first place. Yep. So and, and, and don't think I'm throwing shade or hate at you because I love you. Okay, you know, I'm, I'm talking to my people that's probably mad and fuming and like throwing the iPods across the street and shit. You know, it's that's just that's just that's just the thing. And it's like that's why like, I always tell people that like you got to do your homework. You got to do your homework. It's like there's no none of these comics cats was mad when, when Kickstarter changed their shit. But mm-hmm. the tech people noticed. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, you got to look outside your own world. You gotta look outside your own box. So then, when this stuff happens, you can laugh at it. Yeah, I'm like, damn, yeah, it'd be nice if I got like seventy thousand, seventy thousand dollars. But you know what? You know, a fool and a fool and his money are easily parted. Yeah, and and there's so, and there's there's new platforms out there too, man. Like that's that's oh. what that's what people forget is like there's there's yeah. stuff like Patreon out there. If you're a if that is probably the way to make money right now if you are a podcaster or a web artist you know yeah. like a web cartoonist web that's stuff, yeah. absolutely the way to make money right now is to just put in those donations you know give people some tears they'll throw you two dollars a month and that shit adds up after a while oh no doubt no doubt like i, I can't front i would love to do a patron for the black box podcast but at the same time it's like yo i do that for fun oh yeah and, you know, and, and, and I can't really ask 
I really can't ask for like money on a monthly basis for a show that I really do for free. Like I, I, I ain't no, yeah. I, I ain't Kevin Smith. I ain't on no smodcast shit. <laughs> you know, don't nobody look at me like that. You know what I'm saying? Right. So you know, I couldn't do that. You, you, you know what I mean? I but like, I but still, either. yeah. Hmm? I don't think I could either, man. I mean, you know, with, with with the type of show I put out, that it's yeah. you know labor and love, and like I edit it uh, in my free time. Like it's not, it's not really something that uh, is a cost negative on my part. Right. Know? Oh no, no, no doubt. And like, but props to those who try. You know, I no hate, no hate, no shade, no, no doubt. shade. Yeah. But like, yeah, there, but there's so many different ways to like to like get money for artistic projects, whether it be Kickstarter, Indiegogo, GoFundMe, uh, Patreon. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and like, there's so many other ones too. And trust me, I I, I had like the list somewhere, <laughs> and it, it it is ridiculous the number of crowdfunding sites there are now. Yep, and it's out there, but. That old potato salad thing. That's how nerds joke. That's why I always say there's a difference between nerds and geeks. You know, there's a really big difference. And I think people try to like lump both together and they're not the same. Yeah. Like I said, nerds always try to play with the system, play with the environment that they're in and test and tweak and sometimes break things. And if not, (laughs) enhance things because nerds are smart. Most geeks, either geeks is one or two sides. They enjoy and celebrate or they just constantly bitch. Yeah. You just let it go. You know, let it go and, you know, and just and just be at peace with it because that's that's how I feel about it. I, I'm at peace with it. Like, I'm I'm not I'm not salty. Yeah, I'm, I'm not salty. Just, you know, yo, I, I, I use myself for my French fries, dog. I'm good. I'm yeah, good. just 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 like that that popular animated feature that is popular today with the uh, with the youngins. You know, you, you just got to let it go, man. You just got to let it go. Look, man. If I hear, if I hear, frozen anything, I see anything frozen. Ever, I, I'm so tired of frozen dog. <laughs> me too, man. Me too. Like, like, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm glad that like folks like are embracing this, and like you know, it's it's cool, and I'm happy for y'all. I'm happy. I'm glad that you know y'all embracing the Elsa and just letting it go to the point that like they about to put Elsa on Once Upon a Time. They was like, we got to capitalize. This show needs ratings. Yeah. And but though it's it's cool, but like I was just like, dude, I was like, I've heard that song one more fucking time. I swear. That's such a, a generational thing too. Like, I I went to see Frozen in the theaters. I saw it. I'm said, all right, it's not that bad. It's not great, but it's it's all right. And you talk to younger people. That's when I start feeling old. Just at the age of thirty, I start feeling old because it's not it's it wasn't for my generation. You know, yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah, it was. It's, it's not my generation's bag, which is fine. I, I just thought it was all right. Others out there that are younger than me think it's the best thing since sliced bread. And dude, please go ahead. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And like, and every generation has that. Yep. You, you, you know what I mean? Every generation has it. So, once again, no shade. Yep. No, no shade at all. But I swear, if I hear that song one more time, I will flip a truck. Lion King was better. All right, uh, let's. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm glad you said that, not me, because folks will be like, "Man, Sean, racist." You know. <laughs> Like why you talk, you know? But then again, I'm be like, how am I racist? What you trying to say that the Lion King, all, all the animals were black people? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> all, although for the longest time, I was like, that's probably the closest thing we're ever going to get to like a black animated film. And then they made uh, Princess and the Frog, yep. which which I adore. Yeah. But it was the last like Disney 2D film. I know. Yeah. And and because it wasn't a blockbuster, it was like, yeah, we're not doing 2D anymore. I'm like, yep, blame it on the black folks. Yep. It made yep. it made a decent amount of money. It just didn't make as much as 3D, and that's what Disney took as essentially their forced reasoning to stop do, doing 2D. Yeah, man. Hey, because, yo, we all needed to see Mars Needs Moms. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> oh god and you, you know what my favorite thing about that movie is is that to this day there are executives that swear that the entire reason that that movie did not succeed is because it had the word mom in the title hell no the reason that movie didn't succeed is because it was a piece of shit it was bad you know it was bad it was based off of a book if i remember correctly yeah and, 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 and from what i from what i hear the book is damn better yeah yeah very popular book extremely popular yeah. but um it's just one of those things. Plus, like the motion capture stuff that they did for that, like like with Polar Express. Oh yeah. For Mars Needs Moms, it looks real creepy. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> it looks very very creepy, and I'm like, I can't, I can't look at this. It's it's just no, no. But hey, he tried, didn't work. You stop it. Yeah. Move on. Wasn't that motion capture um, on Seth Green too? If I remember correctly, like yeah, yeah, because like Seth played the lead character right in 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 in, in that movie. So you know, so yeah. But like, hey, they tried it didn't work. You and so you just like you was like, you'll cut the shit off. You know, they lost they lost they lost a lot of money on that. So they lost a lot of money. So so push pushing it back to you a little bit, man. I mean, nothing nothing uh, for you to announce yet, of course. But uh, what what avenues are you looking to go down in the, in the in the upcoming year? Like like what's um, what, what's rising your way? Well, man, you know what, man? Like, um, I want to try to do like my version of of pilot season, mm-hmm. but I want to do a little different. And for those that don't know, like uh, image slash top cow, they used to do this thing like every once in a blue moon pilot season where they were introduced a book, you know, like a one shot with a character and a story that you've never seen before and try to introduce it to the audience to get them hype. Well, I kind of, I want to do that too, but I want to do it different. And, um, so that's all I can really say, say right now. Like, uh, Piecing, I'm piecing ideas together, talking with with creators and creative teams to try to see if we can work things out, and uh, and trying to make some magic. Um, there are a couple of books uh, coming out next year through Action Lab. You know, there's a couple of miniseries. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, you know, so uh, so there's that, um, which I'm I can't like, once again I can really can't say because things aren't done yet. Oh, I yeah. don't right. I I I have this philosophy now in my life where I really don't. I don't want to talk about nothing. Per- I don't. I don't want to talk about anything until I know that son of a bitch is done. Yep. Um, because the worst thing that could ever happen is say, "Yeah, man, I'm doing this hot ass project. It's gonna be the bomb," and it never happens. Yeah. I want to be that dude. <laughs> I, you know, I want to be that dude. And, and like, I know, I know, I've been that dude before. And I, like, you know, this is like during the PKD media days. Yep. Yeah, man, we doing this and this and this and this. Oh, we ran out of money. Shit. Damn. You know, and so now I can't do nothing. So I just I want to do it differently. I want to make sure things are done before I say, "Yo, these are the projects. This is what's going on." Yeah, and you don't um, you don't want to pull a, a Jim Lee announce a Batman book and then have it never materialize. Yo, you know what, man? I, I'm 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 in a good state of mind right now. I even want to talk about no DC. I'm in a good state of mind. Though. <laughs> happy you know, happy thoughts, man. Happy thoughts. I'm, I'm in happy thoughts. Although I will say real quick before I get back on track, props to Cameron Stewart and uh, oh Babs, oh Babs Bar. Is it is Babs Bar? Right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Brandon Fletcher, props to y'all. I hope Batgirl sells through the roof. Hell yeah! And uh, and I hope y'all kill it. So that's what I'm going to leave with that. I, back I, to me. I I, I completely I completely agree with that. Before we get back to you, I'll just add that it's a shame that it took uh, Gail Simone putting out a Batgirl book with constrictions as long as she did. Uh, until we got to that Cameron Stewart Batgirl book that she could have very easily done herself if she'd been given the the uh, the, the, the time and the effort to do so. But, you know what, man? Like, it's like I'm I'm in a good spirit. I'm I know. In a good mood, I know. I and know. like I'm like I'm trying not to say DC. 
So, you know, like I'm good right now. I'm I'm in good spirits. I got good heart right now. Good, but, good, keep on that good mood. Don't don't let my DC hate bring you down, guys. <laughs> but no, but no, like I, I want to do. I want to try. I want to you know try to uh, also like step into the realm of like live live action stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, work on some short films maybe, um, and a couple other projects. Jump into like the audio realm and try some some different things in the audio realm. Like I said, there are a lot of things lined up. I just really need to look at what is feasible, what is not feasible, make a plan, fin- finish the plan because the plan is in motion. Right. Uh, finish the plan, lay out release dates to see if all this can happen and then just have fun. Because like I'm, I'm, I'm telling people right now, like 2015, 2015 Sean Pryor, when he hits the road, he gives no fucks. <laughs> There will be no fucks given. I will be respectable. I'm still the same old Sean, same good dude. I'll be respectful. I'll be I'll be polite. I'll be kind. But like it. But like I'm, I'm coming for crowns next year. Hey man, I, any anyone who has been listening to CT since your times when you were on it on a, on, a, on a somewhat regular basis knows exactly the Sean Pryor that you're talking about. All right, a friend friendly guy. But you mentioned a certain movie once, and then pow. <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah, we're not talking about Superman Returns, time. I, I, did I say the words? Did I say the words? Kryptonite fucking real estate. (laughs) Kryptonite fucking real estate. But it's okay. Man Man of Steel happened after that, and and uh, Um, and now I have a a a favorite, the least favorite uh, Superman movie. So there you go. Yo, yo, yo. Look, I'm once again good spirits, dog. Good spirits. I'm good spirits. Happy thoughts. Happy thoughts. Happy thoughts. Happy thoughts. Happy thoughts. But no, um, but I'm 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 excited. I'm excited for, for you know for next year, yeah. and I'm excited for the future, and and I can't, I, you know, I just can't wait to like just like go for it, you know, you know what I mean. So, yeah. but it, it's like I said, it's going to take planning, and also, you know, yo, I'm working on myself, you know, what I mean, like you know, working on my health, and uh, you know, just trying to be smarter at what I do, and yep. and uh, take some time out for me because that's the one thing I've never done my entire life is take out time for me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, no doubt, man. I mean, I mean, and I know you've been you've been working out. You've been trying to get your get your uh, physical shape back in shape, along with the mental state, and that's that's just about as important as anything else, man. Like working out helps with the with the mental state, one hundred percent. Oh yeah, man. Like yeah, you know, physical physical and mental health are important. You know what I mean? It's yep. like, and especially like if you're in like in the art of creating things in a situation where you're sitting down all the time. Oh yeah. So yeah, you know, your health is important and you know, I, you know, props to my homie, John, like, you know, he got me on that track and and started showing me like out of the proper way to lift weights Mm -hmm. and all this other stuff, you know, so I got to give him props and respect for that. Got to get back on on that train myself. I, 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 I've been slacking off on the uh, treadmill like I did uh, most of last year but I'm still at a, I'm still at a good weight. I just I'd like yeah. to I'd like to actually get that muscle mass back. Oh, you get it back, man. Yo, you yeah. just gotta you just gotta set a plan. Try oh, yeah. try your best, to stick to it, and go. But no doubt. but I, but I'm I'm excited. Like I said, I I want to talk about some of this stuff, but it's gotta get done first. Oh, and dude, when I come on. And when I know it's done, yep. boom. Um, do like I'm for real. I will be like 96 Puff Daddy <laughs> and 97 Dame Dash, <laughs> just like running running houses. That's what I mean. That's how it's going to be. And I can't wait. I'm for real. I cannot wait. It's like I and I, you know, I just want people to understand that the game of creating things, whether it be comics, other forms of art, web comics, music, you know, film, shorts, web series, anything, 
we're friends. You know, when I say we're friends, we're not all friends. That's the biggest problem, especially in comics, because like you know, folks, oh, we're friends, we're friends. No, we're not. Yeah, some of us are cool with each other, right? And then this, then it's a lot of clicks, <laughs> and, and and that's and that's it. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah, there's networking. Yeah, you get to know people and stuff like that. There's a lot of nice people in comics. There's a lot of nice people. Yeah. There's a lot of assholes too, but there's a lot of nice people. Mm-hmm. And they know who they are, and I love them. But the game, if you want to elevate the game and if you want to change comics, if you want to change comics, you need to go get back and understand that all you cats are peers, period. And you're going to hear that from me like on a shit ton of podcasts probably in the next six months. Yep. And I'm going to repeat it until y'all say, God damn it, this motherfucker won't shut up about this shit. <laughs> we are peers. Yeah. The purpose of a peer is to challenge the other person to step their game up. Yeah. Period. Yep. And when everybody steps their game up, competition improves and the output is fucking incredible. Hell yeah. And that is the point of being a peer in this game. You know, don't give me a yeah, handshake, lovey dubby, laugh, ha ha ha, enjoy yourself, all that shit. That's great. That's great. But I'm tired of people having butthurt feelings when their shit gets critiqued by like another co- by another colleague in the business. Oh, yeah. It's like, yo, step your fucking game up. <laughs> step your fucking game up. You know who you are and you want, you say you're the best, be the best. And then when cats see that, it's like, damn, that was dope. You know what? Actually, man, I got to bring it because I want to be better than that. That's why like I always got so much respect for like Kieran Gillen and Jamie McKelvey. Oh, dude. Because like McKelvey will post something hot. And you know, Gillen be like, damn. All right, hold up. Come back next day. Bow. And I'm just he's just like, and Jamie McKelvey's like, well, fuck, I gotta bring it. Boom. You know, and and like they just like vibe off each other. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. And you and know, you, God, Young Avengers. Holy crap, Young Avengers. Yeah, it was dope. You yeah. know, it it was it was hot. It was dope. And like, like say for instance, like cats in the UK, like Andrew Tunney. And like Andrew Tunney is a name a lot of cats in America don't know. But I'm telling you, this dude, he does his own thing. He is incredible. I fought for a year to get that dude to publish Boy and Girl with Action Lab for mm-hmm. a fucking year. Yep. I tried to get that book. And and we're cool. Me and Andrew are great. He's like, no, nah, man, I'm doing my own thing. I'm good. I'm doing my own thing. I was like, yo, well, props to you. But I, I was like, I, we got to have his fucking book. <laughs> because nobody was doing what he was doing when that book came out. And yeah. I was like, this is it. You know what I'm saying? Yep. But like that dude is killing it. There's another dude over in the UK. Name is Des Taylor. And he's got like a couple of really nice books out. Like his art style is just nice. I, I know him from the internet. Yeah. Yeah. Des Taylor is that dude. Like, like those cats and they post stuff. It's just like, yo, I'm bringing it. I got the ball. And I, all right, I done shot the three. I'm up. What you going to do? And and I, and, I, and I love it. You know what I mean? I absolutely love it because like these cats like challenge themselves every day. You know, oh, yeah. cats like Sam McSamon with, uh, you know, he's got that quarterly magazine, Ghetto Manga. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like. Like, you know, it's just like everybody just you challenge each other. Yo, dude, I, I I say his name like once an episode and I hope to have him on the show sometime in the near future. That's exactly the way I feel about Chris Anka. You know, yeah. a, an artist, an artist that started off with just posting a whole bunch of costumes to Tumblr and is now one of the go to guys over at Marvel and has just redesigned three quarters of the characters with new with new costumes. And he just keeps getting better. That's yeah. what's so goddamn great about watching the evolution of an artist is is yeah. watching where they start and where they finish and where they continue to go after that. 
it, it's it, it's 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 an excel. You know, it, it's it's pushing yourself to that next level. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And then that's not just for artists too. I mean, this goes for writers. Definitely, this goes for this goes for anchors. This goes for colorists. Hell yeah, this goes for editors. Like everybody, step your game up mm-hmm. because we're peers. We're not all friends, and we can be friends. Yeah, we, you know that's not a we can be friends. That's fine, but we're peers, and that's where the comic comic game is lost. Comic book game has lost itself. Yeah, and that's why, and that's one of the reasons why it struggles. No more petty bullshit. Just go out there and put out the best damn stuff you can put out, and if someone does better than you, do better yourself. Right, right, exactly. And there's always going to be petty shit. Uh, you know, no matter what, there's always going to be petty shit in every single form of business, Please, yeah. sport, sport, what have you. Yep. You know, but it's like, yo, if like you know, Magic Johnson stepped on the court. No, no, what? Let me let me make it current. You know, I'll, I'll make it. I'll make it current. You know, because <laughs> like I know, like all these kids, like Magic. I'm like, that's that's that motherfucker. Y'all don't know. He, you know, before he was before he was owning all the sports teams, he was dominating the basketball. Hell court. yeah, hell yeah. But let's say like a cat like a Kevin Durant. I know he doesn't have any rings yet, but it will happen in due time. Mm-hmm. When he comes on the court, he comes out to win. And it doesn't matter who's standing in front of him. He's going to ball. He's going to make sure you know that. Kobe, when Kobe is healthy, Kobe has one agenda, to win. And he's going to prove that he's the baddest motherfucker on the court, no matter what. Doesn't matter if he's been in the league forever. He's going to go out there and prove to you he's one of the baddest motherfuckers on the court. That's the way I felt about Jeter since, uh, since 96. Yeah. You know, that's just, but that's the game. It's like, you can, after the game, you can be cool. But during the game, it's business. And like, people need to understand that. So, you know, that's, that's like, that's what I really want to bring to this, you know, then that, cause it, it needs it. You know, the, the game needs it because like, there are really times, man, it's just like, yo, I'm, I got like, like two things that I keep with me sometimes. It's like, yo, comics would break your fucking heart and, and fuck comics. That sometimes like I get that way because I get so mad because I know the potential that comics have and they haven't reached. And that goes for all of us. You know, it goes for all of us because like I'm just like, well, shit, I know I'm behind, I'm behind. I'm definitely behind the bell curve right now. Yeah. So it's like, yo, I got to I got to bring it. You know, I, I really do. And it's like that doesn't mean that and it doesn't mean that there's not great things out there because there are. I'm just saying as a collective whole. The game can do better and should do better. That's what I'm trying to say. It's true, man. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I cannot, I cannot argue with that in any way. So I'm not even going to bother to. <laughs> <laughs> so what's been hitting your fancy lately? What you've been reading? What you've been watching? Um, as far as what I've been watching, you know, it's weird. I I don't have like I, like over the last couple of years really haven't like having a lot of time to watch a lot of TV, but. You know, I'll, I'll peep the Netflix when I allow myself to watch it, or there are certain things like certain certain shows I be I was watching. But one thing that I have been watching almost religiously, mm-hmm. and once again, I got to give props to my home, homie John for this. Roh, Ring of Honor Wrestling. Mm. I, I I fucks with Roh, man. That's my shit. I love Roh. Old school so stuff, much. right? Um, you know, well, you know, it's, it's, you know, they're, they're, they're current, they're current, but like, as far as how it's presented, it's just, you know, like they don't have the money that WWE or even TNA has. And right. like, they have that contract with Sinclair communications. So they're syndicated across the country now, almost, all, almost across the country, anywhere that Sinclair communications has, um, business okay. you can find. Mm-hmm. And normally, on, normally on weekends, 
But like, you know, they got like a lot of up and coming talent and like, you know, and cats that used to be with other feds that like, you know, were underrated, but never really got the shine. Right. Um, you know, really cool roster. Like a couple of dudes are actually leaving to go to go uh, to go to other places. But like, you know, like one of my favorite wrestlers is like it's Jay Lethal. Like, that's my dude. And and like he's awesome right now in ROH. He's like a really cool heel. And I'm like, I'm, I'm good with that, you know, and there's cats like, you know, Roderick Strong. He's been around forever. Um, cats like uh, Cedric Alexander. He's been around for a few years. Um, like Michael Elgin. Michael, like Michael Elgin to me is like a member Scott Norton from the NWO. Oh, yeah. Like the, the short, the short bulky dude. Mm-hmm. Take Scott Norton, but give him like an even stronger like wrestling skill set. He's that dude. Hmm. Like okay. he's like Elgin. Elgin is pretty damn dope. Oh, who else? Like ACH, Red, the tag team Red Dragon, plus the Briscoes. Yo, you have not seen crazy until you see Mark and Jay Briscoe in a wrestling ring. Like these dudes, like if you saw them walking down the street, be like, no, nah, I'm, I'm going across the street. I'm not fucking with these dudes. I ain't talking to these dudes. I ain't going to look at these dudes because they might punch me. They're a like, wrestling family, right? The Briscoes? No, no, no. This, this is a different Briscoe. Oh, okay. Like not, the, not affiliated with the WWE Briscoe. Gotcha. Okay. Um, this is a completely different set. Okay. Like they're based out of like uh, Delaware. Okay. But some bad motherfuckers, man. Um, Adam Cole, um, and like I, I joke, I joke with friends because I'm like, yo, at least in ROH, like black wrestlers win matches. <laughs> but no, it's it's just it's a really fun wrestling to watch, and I'm I'm, I'm sold on it, man. Like I don't want to miss it now. I'm completely sold on it. So you know, I watch that. I enjoy that. I've been watching. Uh, there's this like there's a show on like I guess Discovery Channel and they put it the first season on a uh, Netflix and it's about this dude this engineer this real eclectic engineer and this and like this British cat and it's about weapons mm-hmm. I think it's called like reinventing weapons or something like that okay and and like so like this British dude he's like I think he's in his fifties or sixties but like he knows like all these forms of fighting he knows about every single weapon known to mankind he can tell you the history of it and so like one time um. This British dude, and I'm sorry, I don't remember the names. I apologize. But, you know, he, he comes to the engineer and says, yo, I got this samurai sword. I'm, I'm going to make a sword. I got this sword. Can you make a better sword? Or I have this weapon, this classic weapon. Can you make a better version of it? Yeah, all types of things. Like, it's it was cool. Like, I watched, like, a whole season in one day when I was, like, cleaning up the house. You Is know it what Weapon I'm Masters? I think it might be Weapon Masters. Yeah, okay. I think it is Weapon Masters. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I'm going to check on my phone right now <laughs> because, like, it, like for real, like it got me hype. I was like, this this show is like really, really cool. Nice. Um, so yeah, like I've been, I've been, I've been watching that. Well, let me, let me, let me suggest something uh, to you. When it hits Netflix, uh, get definitely give it a watch because it probably will wind up on Netflix because a lot of FX shows wind up there at one point or the other. Dude, yeah. that first season of Fargo was fantastic oh nice nice okay a- abs- okay absolutely I- like I- have you ever seen the movie years ago okay years ago and i've heard oh sorry go ahead, go ahead. No, no i was just gonna say like it's very much in the coen brothers style like even even if it's not necessarily like i think they're executive producers but they don't actually you know direct or, or write mm-hmm. any of it but it yeah. it absolutely captures the style of fargo while crafting its own piece and it's just it's it's amazingly well done Nice, nice, very cool. Yeah, man, I, I'm definitely down to. I'm definitely down to watch that for sure. Let's see. I'm trying to think what else I, I've, I've been watching. Like, say, it's just I. Oh, Jodorowsky's Doom. 
Oh, that's, I've heard of that. Yeah, that that's like one of the best documentaries I've seen in a, in a while. Like you watch that documentary, you will want to go out and like just create the universe. <laughs> like you know, um, Alejandro Jodorowsky is such a like very passionate person. He's like eighty something years old now. Mm-hmm. But for those that don't know about Jodorowsky's doing what it is, is that there there's there is a director by the name of Alejandro Jodorowsky. And he created films like El Topo and uh, uh, something Mountain. I can't remember the the, the, the beginning of it, but mm-hmm. the, other, the other name for it. But um, he created like he's these real artistic, eccentric, like like avant garde films. You know, what I mean, just weird shit. And he wanted to make Dune, and so you know he's over like you know so like you know a couple of like overseas producers, French producers and whatnot. They got together with Jodorowsky. They put some money down, and it was like, listen, get your team together and we're going to make this we're going to try to make this movie so like this dude along with mobius hr giger dan johnson i think dan johnson dan bannon sorry dan bannon uh-huh. and i think like chris foss jeez like all these artistic you know minds both artistic and written form and like the visual form they like created all these story they created a complete story they storyboarded the entire film okay mm-hmm. storyboarded it and like they made these books they, books are huge it's like a tome yeah. huge and um because they wanted to prove to studios like they wanted to prove to studios because they had like three-fourths of the funding already but they needed a u.s studio to back it so they could get u.s distribution so they could recoup their money because yeah it's one thing if you just try to do it overseas but you know you need that u.s audience because back then this was in the 70s right this is before this is before star wars okay yeah you needed U.S. distribution to recoup your cash. So they were trying to get that last $5 million from a U.S. studio. And they never got it. So, so they see, like, they, they, they give these, like, big tones. They had 20, they had 20 of them. They, supposedly they made 20 of them. And only two remain in existence now. Wow. And Jodorowsky has one of them. I don't know who has the other one. But once again, that means, like, 18 of them went out to studios. And all the studios, Disney, all these cats... They saw him as like, man, this looks really great. This looks really cool. But we don't trust your director. <sighs> so we can't, we can't back this because we don't trust your director. Oh, man. Like, but the thing is, is like, it's more to it than that because like, he had like, this really crazy, like, this, this crazy cast. Like, all types of like, cast, like we know. Like, you know, use all types of this tongue-tied. But like the people he was putting together to make this project and the stories that he had behind it, it's it's crazy. So you don't know whether it's his make believe, you don't know if it's real, but then you look at that book, and it's like, oh shit, it is real. <laughs> and you you have to watch this movie. I, I got the Blu-ray DVD combo. Uh-huh. I'm for real. Like it really like changed my spirit, man. Like it it really like it lifted my spirits. It made me so it made me happy and angry at the same time because I would have loved to have seen what this film would have looked like back in like 1976. Have, have you, you know? seen the uh, the documentary Lost in La Macha? No, I have not. No. Similar yet different, obviously. Uh, this was a uh, documentary released in 2002 about uh, Terry Gilliam's unfinished film, The Man Who Killed Don Quixote. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I've heard about that. Yes. Yeah. And yes. It, it, similar in style as in, like, you essentially are watching everything that 
went wrong, you know, things that that stopped this film from being made. And yet, from what you're seeing crafted inside of the documentary, you realize that this film could have been absolutely amazing had not everything possible gone wrong. With with Dune st- with with the Dune story from what you're describing, it was as simple as people just not being there to support it. Austin Lamacha had a lot more wrong with it than that. But but yeah, yeah. it's it's another one it's another, another similar situation of a film that never materialized. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's nuts, man. And and um but yeah, I would um definitely recommend any you know, I would recommend like anybody check out Jodorowsky's Doom. Especially well, like if yeah. you if you're if you're if you're an artistic if you're a creative, I would really recommend that you watch this movie. It's it's so good. It it really, really is. Like it really made me happy. It, if, and, it's, if it's streaming at some point, man, I'm watching it. That that much is a given there. I might even just get the uh the, the DVD from Netflix. Yeah, yeah, if the DVD is available for Netflix, definitely cop it and, and check it out because like it it it, it like it, it changed everything for me. Nice. It, for real. It, it it really really it really did. So, and not only that, but like like I didn't know Jodorowsky did a bunch of comics, like graphic novels with humanoids. Really? Yeah, over yeah, yeah, overseas, yeah. Like remember like there was a period of time where DC was publishing humanoid stuff? Right, yeah. I don't think they were, they were I don't think they were publishing the, the Jodorowsky stuff. I don't think they really had the, the balls to do that. But like, um, but Jodorowsky like did a bunch of books with like Mobius. Wow, and 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 a, and a couple other cats whose names I can't think of right now. But like, he told like a lot of the stories that he wanted to tell through that. You know, just doing books with humanoids. I had no idea, that, no idea. It's like I, a slew of them. It's right here on his Wikipedia. Yeah, that's that's weird. Yeah, he started his comic career in Mexico. Uh, with the creation of Annabelle 5 series in mid-1966 with uh, illustrations by Manuel Moro. And then from there, he, he, did, he did a whole hell of a lot, according yeah. to here. Like, he, he's, even, he's even wound up uh, doing things as, as, most, as recent as 2012 in the comic uh, uh, space. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and a lot of that stuff's with humanoids. Damn. Um, you know, with, with the publisher humanoids. So yeah, man, it's, it's really cool. You, you know, and and like and like in Jodorowsky, Jodorowsky's that type of dude, man. Like, yo, his shit ain't for everybody. <laughs> you know, let's keep it, let's keep it real. Shit, shit ain't for everybody. But there's something about this movie, though, when it starts to pull you in, you just you you can't stop watching it. You can't. It it's 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 it's, it's a great documentary. Yeah. You know, props to that. And you know, and and like um, finally watch Gravity. Um, oh yeah. I will never go into outer space. Um, <laughs> I'm so happy ever. I saw that in 3D IMAX, man. That was absolutely a movie that benefited 100% from seeing it in that format, just being immersed in it entirely. Uh, I will, once again, never go into outer space. Hell yeah. Um, and But, you know, I dug it, though. I, I, I dug it. Um, it was cool. It was cool. It, it, it's interesting to think of the ramifications of that movie, the alternate universe that was created in that movie, because it is now a universe uh, without cell phones and without Facebook. <laughs> Good point. Yeah, because yeah. just about every single communication satellite in, in the world is destroyed during that movie. Yeah, yeah, that is kind of weird. Yeah, that is, that is weird. And yeah, not, not you not, not you say that. Yes, yes, yeah. That is quite strange. Very, very strange. Bring, bring us uh, back in uh, the landlines. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yep. Yeah. The return of GTE. 
Uh, but uh, but no, and we watch like a lot of martial arts films, uh, a lot of Donnie Yen stuff. Uh, um, and I think like the last Donnie Yen film I watched was Special ID, which was really good. Nice. Um, Special ID was dope. Like I said, I really haven't had like a lot of time to like watch TV shows. Mm-hmm. I'm still like four episodes behind on like season two of Arrow, which I did, enjoy, which I have enjoyed. That's I really, really like good, Arrow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Arrow's a lot of fun. Arrow's a lot of fun. I enjoy it. I and like I'm I'm good with it, you know. So like I'm I can I can I can live with that. I'm good with that. And, they, and they're bringing sense. in uh, they're bringing in Arsenal in season three. So I, like officially like they 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 showed uh, artwork today of uh, of what uh, Roy's gonna look like in full Arsenal gear with the with the whole red uh, motif and that looks damn badass. Oh no, that that's cool, man. I'm good with that. Like. Like one of the big reasons why I kept watching, especially like season two, was because uh, I think it's Manu Bennett who mm-hmm. played uh, Slade, oh, aka absolutely. Deathstroke. He's fantastic. That dude was like the super villain version of J.R. Ewing. <laughs> he was like part Jr., part Deathstroke, and I fucking loved every last minute of it. Like that. That's my dude. Like if I ever meet him. I'm shake his hand. I'm like, yo, you that dude. I'm like, that's Jr. That's new Jr. Right there. Oh yeah, yeah. yo. So like, yeah. And and in in general, man, like when you finish that 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 season does more in a season than all of Smallville did in ten ten seasons. Well, yeah, but you got to understand, Smallville was a completely different beast. Oh, like, no doubt. It was yeah, completely different beast. It's completely different producers, and yeah. they had a completely different vision. Absolutely. And um, whereas with Arrow, like season one is a comp- like season two is a completely different vision than season one. And and like you can see the transition and the changes to where now it's just like just big open universe. And and I, and I think they're they're going to be able to do a lot with it, and it's going to be fun. And I'm, I'm and like I said, I'm happy for them. Like yeah. you know, plus Diggle is my homie. Yep. Diggle is that dude. I want to shake Diggle's hand too. I'm sorry, I don't know the actor's name right now. It doesn't I don't have my, my my information up on it. But like, I like that dude, and I hope they bring Suicide Squad back and oh, and all that other stuff. So it's 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 fun. Like it's good fun, and and like I enjoy every episode I watch. And so. and and, and uh, not not that I have somehow seen just like I said on on other locations. Not like I that I've actually seen the Flash pilot or downloaded it illegally because why would I do a thing like that? Um I will say that it's another step in the right direction with that pilot. Like we're 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 going in a very positive route with DC's television, which is good so I can focus entirely on the television and forget that they that they even make comics. <laughs> um you know I, that's cool man like i'm once again i'm in good spirits i'm not throwing, I'm not throwing no shade I'm, I'm, I'm in good spirits because um i'm trying to i'm just i'm trying to keep positive right now yeah so but i, I give like i said I, I give i give i give them love they, they throw plenty of bones to the comic nerds in that pilot man like the, the the last scene you're just your eyes are gonna be bugging out of your head nice nice well yeah. cool i look forward i look forward to that man i do and i do the other right. the other CW show I want to mention real quick, and this is another one that you can catch probably on Netflix at some point, uh, and let me know what you think, because I, I guarantee you it'll be on there one way or the other. I was absolutely amazed at how much I love the 100. Huh, okay. Like, okay. it is so much more sophisticated than I was expecting out of a show with that with that premise. 
deviates from the book entirely because uh, my uh, Chris has read the book now, and and there's characters in it that uh, that you know either die or don't die or don't even exist at all in the show. But whatever, they're crafting their own story, and that's fine. Similar to what True Blood and Dexter did after a while. But mm. uh, the one hundreds basic premise is uh, one hundred children are sent from a orbital space arc. Uh, back down onto the planet Earth to try and see whether or not it's inhabitable before the Ark itself runs out of oxygen and the human race has nothing, has nothing left for itself. Mm. And the the acting in this, both from the the adults and from the kids, both with the sections on the Ark and down on the uh, down on the planet, like they're crafting a very unique and interesting story here that just had me hooked from episode one and like we this was a like watch the day of show this was not a dvr for a week show when i was watching okay. it and they got a whole bunch of battlestar galactica alums involved with the cast uh they got the uh and my, my favorite my favorite casting in the entire thing the mother of one of the girls is the girl who played april o'neill in the live action turtles <laughs> Nice. Yeah. So going going way back with that. Uh, Desmond from Lost is in this. Uh, we've got uh, Alejandro Giuliano from Battlestar Galactica and the voice of uh, L from Death Note. A whole bunch of other, you know, young, cute, attractive CW kids. But whatever, as long as the story is good, I can ignore the fact that they're all absolutely perfect. Um, yes. <laughs> it, yes. It, it really had me surprised, man. Like that shit was damn better than it should have been. Oh, yeah, man. I believe I believe in when you say it's hella dope. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'll, I'll peep it. I'll peep it. And if I'm not mistaken, I if if I'm not mistaken, I think uh, they also put it on their like their website and their app. So. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, it's they're they're pretty cool about that stuff. So uh, I'll definitely um definitely take a look at it. Sweet. And what you, what what you've been reading? As far as what I've been reading, uh, Hip Hop Family Tree. Um, props to Ed Pisker because that's a dope book. Yep. Um, let's see what else have I been reading. When uh, Dark Horse, uh, the digital their digital comics website, they had uh, a bunch of Star Wars books on sale. Mm-hmm. I actually bought the Star Wars classics, and by classics, they were the um, the actual comic strips. Oh, cool! And it was by Al Williamson. Whoa! And they but they've reformatted them in the comic book form. Mm-hmm. And I remember buying these issues when they first came out um, in comic book stores. And but like they reformat he reformatted it to fit into a comics format and like he also went back and like touched up some work. Okay. Stuff is gorgeous. Man. Uh, you know, and nine times out of ten I'm not even paying attention to the story. Like I'll just be studying a page. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit, I gotta read this again. Okay. All right, cool. Next page. And I'm like, no, no, I gotta go back and look at this page again. Cause like the detail, the detail is amazing. And, and it's and it's to the point where like, you know, like like today's I think if today's geeks saw this book. Like, well, that, that doesn't look like this, and that doesn't look like that. that, 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 that. I'm like, no, no. It's just like beautiful science fiction. Nice. It's beautiful. It's beautiful fantasy science fiction. And I don't care if it doesn't look like the Star Wars universe every single page. Yeah, but, but and you know what? You don't need that because com- yeah. comics in general are allowed to have a little bit of creative, uh, essentially a creative license when it comes mm-hmm. to uh, licensed properties. Like when J.K. Woodward draws Star Trek, 
it's not necessarily always going to look 100% accurate, but you get the essence of it down there. You know, that's that's what you need going for it. When Buffy comics come out, like, that doesn't look entirely like Sarah Michelle Gellar, but you still know that's Buffy on the page. And, that, mm. and that's really all you need it to be. And with Star Wars, same thing. Like, it, you know these characters well enough where if the character model is slightly off, you don't need to bitch about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, like I said, I'm good with, um, I'm, you know, I was good with looking at reading this Al Williamson stuff. So I've been reading that. Nice. I uh, had the first volume of regular show. So from Boom or Kaboom. So I uh, I started reading that. That's really cool. You know, it's got like a lot of independent art, a lot of indie artists and a lot of webcomic artists on that. Mm -hmm. You know, and it it flows to the drum of uh, the the cartoon. And that's that's really cute. Um, A couple of years ago, like uh, cats like Michael Michael Morrissey and and Sealy. And a couple of other creators, they did a Kickstarter where they made like these mini comics that look like they came with toys. Yeah, I like I, I bought like somebody at a show had them, and I forget the gentleman's name because he has a book called like Wizards of War, and that's War called a uh, spell W O R. But he also had that that mini pack of comics for like toys that don't exist. Nice. And so, um, so I bought those, and like it was like a mini comic for Colton, Colt Noble, and and the and the Mega Lords. <laughs> Um, which was awesome. Uh, primates before primates was a monkey brain series. It, you know, you know they had a mini comic and like a slew of other just crazy concepts and ideas. And I was mad and jealous that I didn't think of any of them. <laughs> but there were so many. There's so much fun to read. So you know that I'm um, reading a couple like movie industry books, uh, some movie poster books like uh, like the Fifty Years of James Bond movie poster book. Uh-huh. Oh, it's so gorgeous. Mm. It's so good. Like, and it's posters from like from across the world for like every film. And I because I, I love poster layouts. So I, I do. I like I love design. And so looking at stuff like that, I, it makes it like it gets me happy because like movie posters do something that comics used to do, and a lot of comics fail at doing now. Movie poster can tell you a story, right? A lot of comic book covers don't tell stories anymore. Because like a lot of them, they just like they just make stock covers and just like just put stuff. I'm like, you gotta tell me, give me some hint as to what this is about or characters yeah. that are on the cover that are not at all inside at all. Right, right, right. And that's you know, like, that's always been problematic for me. So yeah, like uh, I've been reading that and uh, trying to think what else I've been reading. Just besides like you know stuff like books on meditation, uh, I you know stuff like uh, I Ching. Um, you know, just trying to expand the mind, man. So, and I went back and although I have like a stack of books, I know I need to read. Mm-hmm. And by stack, I mean like Mount Vesuvius stuff. Yeah. Stack, yeah, I feel uh, that. Both, both print and digital. I went back and I started reading Black Sad again. Nice. Black Sad is so fucking gorgeous. I, I got to read that, man. It's it's on my list. Of, it's a, it, to steal an 11 o'clock term. It's on my Regina pile. It's It's one of those books i've been meaning to read for years now that i have never gotten around to you if when the time comes yeah you won't be disappointed oh and that free comic book day uh gi joe transformers versus gi joe book yeah the free comic book day one Cioli's a fucking genius <laughs> he's a fucking genius and i'm pissed because that's i wanted to do that so bad that's the book i wanted to do so bad it is literally an homage to 80s comics once again that would come with a toy mm-hmm. and and so it kind of you know, so like in it 
resembles a little bit of the cartoon universe, but it's really about the toy universe. Awesome. And, and it's like these absurdist stories, but it's it's just, oh, it's so amazing. It's so great. And and like by the time this podcast comes out, the first issue the first issue is already in stores. You need to cop it. And I and like I know like some like Joe Geeks was mad salty because something happened in like the free comic book day book that a character did something that he normally would never ever do. And it's just like, yo, let it go. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. There's like all these other comics and cartoons, and I'm like, quit acting like this shit is the gospel when G.I. Joe. Like when G.I. Joe and Transformers have had some of the dumbest stories yeah. in the history of mankind. Come on. Yo, cart- Generation 1 Transformers. Like, I love that, okay? I grew up with it. You mean to tell me <laughs> all those episodes that, that ever came out, Prime had all them opportunities to kill Megatron. And he never did. And they had all those opportunities to take care of the Decepticons. They just let them go. Yep. They just let them go. Prime, they're getting away. Oh, that's all right. We'll get them tomorrow, Pilgrim. <laughs> Come on, man. Like, dude, there's an episode of G.I. Joe where one of my favorite Joes of all time, Iceberg, got turned into a walrus. <laughs> there was an episode of G.I. Joe where once the Joes went undercover and Snake Eyes was dressed like Boy George. Nice. He had the Boy George mask. I mean, not the Boy George, but he had the Snake Eyes mask on with a Boy George outfit. That is amazing. The mask is a giveaway, dog. <laughs> all right. You know, better yet, better yet, uh, the uh, G.I. Joe Revenge of Cobra miniseries. Shipwreck and Snake Eyes are, are in a Cobra headquarters. They got on like Cobra style gear. And, you know, Shipwreck, you know, you know, Shipwreck, Shipwreck, but, you know, he doesn't have his Shipwreck outfit on, but he's got yeah. this Cobra uniform on with a ball cap, so they can't tell it's him. But Snake Eyes has on this Cobra outfit with a ball cap. He's still got his fucking mask on. What? Yeah, I'm like. <laughs> Y'all, y'all know that snake eyes, right? So, so my, my, my point is this. It's like, let it go, y'all. It's yeah. just, a, it's a different interpretation. Because Lord knows, I can flip 20 tables about the new 52. It's, it, you know, it's just an, another rendition, even though, the, never mind. I'm not even going to get started. Hey, because Warren I, Ellis's G.I. Joe movie, the animated movie that he did a couple years back, was amazing. I absolutely we, I, loved it. Just I just finally finished watching that uh, with my friend last week. Great. In right? its entirety. Resolute is awesome, but I must say right now, I was happy with everything about that movie. Mm-hmm. Except, why did they make Roadblock fucking insane? <laughs> I'll give you Seriously, that. Seriously. Yeah. Yo, no, 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 no. Like, they had like the little short. As a bonus feature, uh-huh. it was basically it was, the, it, was the, it was like the little bonus is the uh, thing that they used as a teaser at San Diego Comic Con years ago. Yeah, where like they're in like Duke and Roadblock are in the woods, and they're running from Cobra because Cobra's shooting at them, and they like you know are running towards like this like cottage or whatever, and like Roadblock is like running and turns around, and I was like who wants some of this? I was like Roadblock don't talk like that, <laughs> like and the whole time. But see, like once again, it's just a different interpretation. But yeah. like I didn't get mad about it. I didn't get like like some of these salty geeks, but I was just like, but like he was just kind of just like disturbingly disturbing. <laughs> it's like I can't I can't let I can't keep my kids in front of this man. He might do something to these kids. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of scared. So what you're telling me is that he was a Warren Ellis character. Yes. <laughs> 
Yes. <laughs> it's like, I'll make the large black man the most scary man in this in this movie, so I hope you enjoy. As long as but, we also uh, have a British woman in there somewhere who is uh, acting aloof, and uh, then we're all good. <laughs> so it's It was great. Like, but seriously, it was great. I... I really enjoyed Resolute. So, yeah, I, I finally got to watch that. Good. Oh, oh, my, and also, just so you know, Weapon Masters was only on for one season, and that was, like, back in 2007. Uh-huh. Netflix, like, just had it. So that one season, I got that since, so I'm never going to see any more ever again. Yeah. But it's still fun, and you should watch it. That's the way I feel about Tron Legacy. Sorry, not Tron Legacy, Tron uh, Uprising, the, uh, the, the cartoon series that uh, Disney XD ran for exactly one season that was supposed to be a prequel to the second Tron movie, Tron Legacy. Yeah. Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And I was and I was good with uh with with Uprising. I thought Uprising was dope. Oh yeah. I thought Uprising was real dope. So yeah, just didn't have yeah. the ratings, sadly. Yeah, well I don't I don't know at that time. That's when Disney XD was still going through this weird phase of where like, oh yeah, we're gonna introduce all this new shit, but they weren't transitioning for it. They weren't really ready for it. Right. You know, and I don't think they were really ready for what Tron Uprising actually was. Yeah. You know, it's just they had, but they had a platform for it. So they're just like, oh, we got this, yeah, we got Disney XD, we just put it here. And it's one of those things where. Didn't really mesh. It didn't really mesh, yeah. yeah. It didn't, at that time, it didn't. It did not mesh at all. So yeah, you know, it's it's like, it's just like the difference, like the difference between Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes and Avengers Assemble and, you know, Hulk Agents of Smash. I've watched a couple episodes of Hulk Agents of Smash and like, yeah, it's fun and I'm glad the kids like it, but there's this new emphasis on these types of cartoons that they have to make sure that there's enough, there's has to be at least every three minutes something silly, yeah. something silly. You know, and, it, and it's weird. You just can't let these cartoons be cartoons and let them create them, you know, and let them create themselves with the creators that you have. You, But instead they instill this, some, not all. Instill this thing like, oh, you got to have this, and you got to have this. And I'm like, Ultimate no. Family Guy Spider Man uh, feels exactly the same way to me. Like, you know, every five minutes has to be a cutaway. Well, you know, a cutaway, or um, or not only that, but like that cartoon, like it really comes off as very ADD. Yeah, and that's and I mean that's how it's constructed. It's constructed as very ADD, and the thing is, the only time it really fit, and it almost made the episode very meta, was the Deadpool episode. Oh. Dude, yeah. No, that that's the best episode of that series. <laughs> yeah, because the thing is Deadpool fits the motif of the series. Right. So it, it makes sense. But um but no, but like the thing is that's how they want to do it. So that's how that's how they're gonna do it. But um but the thing is once again I always say it's like if you don't if you don't enjoy it, don't support it. And but at the same time, but like the thing is is that if you don't get anything else later on, it's it's weird. It's like you you got in a way you kind of got to support it so maybe something better comes down the line. But at the same time, it also gives us like false feeling of oh yeah everybody's watching so that means they want more of that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, once again, the options now are 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 just endless. So if you don't like X, you can watch Y. Yep. If you don't like Y, you can watch Z. Don't like that, you can go to A. There's there's options of plenty. But one thing I I love, I'm going to go back to trans, this Transformers versus GI Joe, a uh, Tom Cioli book. Go ahead. Um, General Hawk. General Hawk, his hat is always tilted with a lean. <laughs> Once again, that was shit I would have done if I could have had this book. I'm like, in like every panel, every panel, the hat is tilted to the side, and I love it. I absolutely fucking. 
Love it. Well, well, that's like I, I, I really wish reading Uncanny X Men that I had created the character Gold Balls. <laughs> just, 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 just because. Like, all right. So, so, what's your power? Well, I there are these gold balls, and I control them. Like, so what else do you do? Well, there are these gold balls, and I control them. Like, okay, all right, boom, there you go. And what's your character name? Well, I think we're going to go with gold balls. All right, why the hell did I not think of that? Because it's absolutely fucking brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> gold balls. See, that's just silly. I'm lo- loving, loving, loving the X-Books right now still. Like, it's... I. <sighs> You want to talk about reinjecting life, like I mean, what you mentioned with the uh, Avengers versus uh, Transformers and all that. To me, and I mean, I, I say I feel like I say this every other episode, but I, I gotta just say it again. Like I still feel like that is exactly what Marvel managed to do with the X titles. Like they made them fun again after after a long time of them not being fun. It started with Wolverine and the X Men. Like that book is amazing to 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 the extreme, but like. Having having all new X Men and Uncanny X Men and the adjective like X Men book out there, just I'm I'm loving X books. It makes me happy inside to love X books again. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's cool, man. Hey, man like, the kid in me. En- just enjoy it, yo. Yep. You know, just enjoy it. Exactly. I mean, that that's you know that's you find something enjoying. Like I always tell people, if you don't like it, stop buying it. Try and, and try and put your money and try something new. You know. So that's 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 just the way I really feel about it now. Like there's, you know, like I quit saying quit talking about comics you hate. Mm-hmm. Talk about stuff you love. Yeah, and and you'll be amazed how, how quickly you can change an environment. Um, that's why I let least, Brent talk about DC, so I don't have to. <laughs> See, once again, not saying nothing, dog. <laughs> I'm not saying nothing. <laughs> nothing. 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 I'm in a good state of mind, dog. Happy, good state. Happy of mind. feelings. Happy feelings. Although, although I hear pretty decent things about that uh, J.R. Junior. Uh, uh, Superman, but I, I it, it's it's one of those books that I'll get in, in. I'll pick up and trade from the library like years down the line. Mm-hmm. You know, no yes. reason for me to spend money on it. <laughs> I know. I feel you. I feel you. No, trust me. I, I, I get it. I get it. Like I said, I just, you know, it's, it's not my thing. So, yeah. you know, just I, I'll give them, like I said, I'll, I'll, I'll wait a while, you know, maybe, maybe after, you know, there'll come a time and the, and the, the deal administration will be, will be gone and, and a new administration will be in like, I'll check out the new administration, but um, we'll, the, see. The, we'll see. The, the state of the comic industry is strong. <laughs> shit um. <laughs> well uh, i i continue to be amazed at the amount of stuff that i can get from my local library now uh over the last five years new york has entirely embraced comics as a medium when it comes to their library systems because both the brooklyn public library and the new york public library uh, I can read like just about all of Mark Wade's Daredevil run if I want to. I've got a whole bunch of uh, backlog on Snyder Batman if I ever wanted to pick that up. A uh, whole bunch of X books. I've got all of Walking Dead. I, I just read volume twenty. I've I've yet to spend any money on Walking Dead past the two volumes I already owned because all of it was available via the library. Uh, Attack on Titan. I've been reading all the way through the library. Like, I it it makes me so damn happy that I can walk down the street and pick up a hold and read some comics and bring it back and all i got to do is pay the one dollar late fee when i forget to return it and that's it 
Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I think people people forget about the power of libraries, and especially like you know, but in, like, but in a lot of areas, you know, libraries are are disappearing because you know they're losing funds. True. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, like take advantage, take advantage. Like I, you know, people say, well, I don't have, I can't afford books. Go to the library. Yeah. You know, that's what it's for. I seriously go to the library. That is what it's for. Use it. You can catch up on all sorts of things Absolutely. like you know and if, like say for instance like if your library doesn't have like all the hip stuff that you want to read and if they can if they can't transfer a book in from another library if you have like a half price books or a reseller store you know check those places out like yep. i've man like i found so many gems that like you know like at those half price books places man it's it's crazy and like sometimes people would just drop stuff in clearance i'm like how do i get this for two dollars yeah you know i'm like how is this possible but yeah man it's <laughs> There are other ways, like, you know, legally uh, <laughs> to uh, to like really read some great stuff. Well, I, I know that uh, Marvel Unlimited is 99 cents for the next month if you want it. Like uh, for the next week, pick that shit up and you've got like access to just about every single Marvel comic that's come out uh, up until the last six months. Right, right, and, that, and I think that's a, that's that's a cool thing for people to check out so they can like get a feel of it. After that, it's like, you know, nine ninety nine a month. You know, which isn't bad. Like that whole six months behind thing is. You know, I understand why they do that. That's a business move. I get it. Right. But um, but it's uh, but still, like, hey, it's interesting though. And I'm, and yeah, I'm, I'm glad they try that. Not only that, but you know, Comicsology said that publishers are, are supposedly now allowed to uh, make their releases uh, non-DRM. Yep. So that's you know, so that's move. really interesting. Yeah. You know, but like you know, that whole thing with Amazon really changed a lot of things, man. It's. And I know, like a lot of iOS users were pissed, uh, but it's it's one of these things where once again it's like, yo, Amazon bought them. What did you expect was going to happen? Right. You know, like Amazon and Apple don't get along. Sure. Like Amazon don't share. <laughs> Come on, man. You buy a business, it's like you buy a business. They're not going to share with another business. Yeah, and, and you, know? you should have seen this coming. Uh, the minute that they, that they got bought, I knew that this was going to go down because you you can't. You can't in-app purchase on iOS via Audible, and you can't do it via Kindle. So why would Comixology be any different owned by Amazon? Right, right, right. And so it's like, and then for me, it was never a big deal because I always use the website anyway because that's how I am. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't like doing like in-app purchases. Right. I, I don't know why. For Comixology, I never knew why I didn't like that. I just didn't. So I, I would just use the website. And also the website sometimes would have different sales. That's so, yeah. you know, so I was like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good with this. I'm good with this. I'm good with this. So like it wasn't a, wasn't a big deal for me, even though like I have iOS devices, but like a lot of cats that had iOS devices, like, no, like I do everything on my iOS device. So I'm not using the website. Fuck that. You know? And I'm like, no, I'm like, that's cool. Like, you know, that I trust me. I get you. Like some cats move to iBooks. They're just like, yo, I'm just going to go to iBooks. And I'm like, well, yo, you, you got to do what works for you. Yeah. But like, and yeah, and it didn't change on the Android end. The Android end is still the same, you know. Like, you could do internet internet purchases on Android if I'm not mistaken. So, and that and that should tell you something. Yeah, you know. And I try to like I explain this to people. It's like, yo, this that's a straight up business move. Totally. You know. Yeah. Like, you're not going to share money. They're not going to share money with Apple, especially after that fiasco Amazon would have had with Apple years ago. Yeah. There's still bad feelings. You know. I mean, hell, Amazon just came out with a phone. They sure did, and it's and it's essentially the same model that they were using with the Kindle Fire, just as a phone, and uh, you get free Amazon Prime with it. So, translation: Why the hell would you spend money anywhere else if you own that phone? Right, right, 
exactly exactly and i don't know how good that phone is like I, the, the the um the reviews coming in are less than stellar yeah i know but um you know, but like that's the way it goes with most first generation tech. Yep. You know, normally by the time that first generation tech comes out, they're already behind the eight ball. But yeah, that's that's just business, and like good or bad, good good or bad, that's just it's unfortunate. But you know, but you adjust. You you, you know what I mean? But yeah, companies just buying out other companies. Like yeah, it, shit's getting tired. It's been tired for for a while. But like you know, monopolies are, have been in full effect for de- for like the last couple of decades, and. No, but very few have paid attention. And so, and like, and so now the absorption's getting even more crazy. Hell, Rupert Murdoch, Mur- Rupert Murdoch tried to buy Time Warner. And he's still trying. Oh, yeah, he's going to keep trying. But then like, Warner Brothers keeps like, nope, 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 nope. Because, like, that, I think, like, with that $80 billion bid, Time Warner cats would have no votes on anything. They're like, nope. <laughs> they just sent that back. And then they're, I think they're really, I don't think they will sell. And, and besides, like, that whole, um, Comcast was a different deal because like Time Warner Cable is not with Time Warner anymore. They just right. kept the name. Yeah. But like that Comcast Time Warner thing is still under investigation because they're trying to figure out whether it's a monopoly or not. I'm like, if it takes you that long to figure that out, it's a monopoly. Then you really, then 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 you really don't really need to be doing the, the job. There, that you're there, doing. There's a reason they backed uh, AT and T and T Mobile out of happening, and this is a very similar situation to that. Uh, I think that if Comcast were to buy. Uh, Time Warner, and I don't give a shit how many times I say, well, you know, well, we it's not like we have Comcast in that part of the country. I'm like, yeah, well, guess what? Soon you will, and we ha- you have the shittiest customer service in all of the United States, and Time Warner shitty to begin with. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, so like do we want to make it even shittier? Like, come on, man. Yeah, so, yeah, it's, 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 a, bad, it's a bad look all around, but that, that's the whole thing. Like, trying to explain to people like when people started like you know cutting the cable cord and like using the internet because the internet was decently priced there were and there were no bandwidth caps and all this other stuff like i was just sitting there waiting i'm just like you know eventually all the all the companies all these um phone companies and cable companies and cable phone companies and internet companies they'll catch on yeah they'll they'll, they'll catch on because they're like oh everybody's leaving this oh that means all the stuff that they're going to the use now charge the shit out for it <laughs> so either way they're going to get you right or wrong right or wrong either way they're going to get you yeah, yeah i wish google fiber would come into would come to where i'm, where I'm living yeah that that probably won't happen for a few decades probably not uh, um but uh you know because that would change a lot of things and that's not saying that google is the is is the nicest company in the world hey i'm on fios uh, right now i don't like verizon but i'm on fios because fios has the best well had the best deals in in my neighborhood. It still has some of the best uh, connectivity in my neighborhood, and that's really all I need for. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's that's all other thing. Like here, it's um, where I live. It's used to be Insight, but now it's Time Warner. So like it went from eh to shit. <laughs> but like you know, with Comcast, you know, this whole Comcast deal, they what probably end up happening is is that like supposedly Comcast doesn't want the Lexington market, mm-hmm. so Charter might come to Lexington. Okay. And Charter was the company that originally went to Time Warner to try to buy Time Warner. And Time Warner was like, pa, you disgust us with this offer. <laughs> and then 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 Comcast came in and said, Oh yeah, we'll we'll bend over for you. So it's it, it's it's so it's it's so strange. Imagine a world where Marvel is owned by Disney and DC Comics is owned by Fox. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That, no, I'm not trying to imagine that. It, 
you know, it, it's just bad enough when these geeks got their wish and and like Warner Brothers started paying attention to DC, um, and then and basically moved them into the fold. I'm like, you got your wish. Now are you happy? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it it just because one side does it doesn't mean it's going to work well for the other side. Absolutely. Um, the only the only thing I will say, and this is a positive, if if Dwayne the Rock Johnson does play Shazam, I will be very happy, and I will go see it because. Um, this black hero, this black superhero thing is real, and I and I think that um that like black youth and, and children of color, they need to see heroes that like look like them, and like and I know folks say well, you had Blade, I'm like that was rated R asshole, yeah, or PG thirteen then R then back to PG thirteen, but but still that's that's different, you know like you're not going to introduce a kid to Blade, but like you can introduce him to Shazam, or Captain you know Captain Marvel. And and kids need to see that like um, actor uh, I want to say his name is uh, Jamon Honsu mm-hmm. I always always mispronounce his name but like he's been in a bunch of films and like he is if I'm not mistaken he is also in Guardians of the Galaxy um, yes I believe so Jamon Honsu because uh, he plays Korath he plays a, a Kree mm-hmm. um, who's uh, allied to Ronan who is a feared intergalactic hunter right and then this is um. This was like on Wikipedia, and it said, uh, as to why he took the role, Honsu said, and I quote, I have a four-year-old son who loves superheroes from Spider-Man to Iron Man to Batman. He's got all the costumes. One day he looks at me and says, Dad, I want to be light-skinned so I could be Superman. Spider-Man, I mean, so I can be Spider-Man. Spider-Man has light skin. That was sort of a shock. This is why I'm excited to be part of the Marvel Universe, so... I could be so I could hopefully provide that diversity in the role of the superhero. And and that is why Dwayne Johnson has to play Captain Marvel. Yeah. yeah, exactly exactly, exactly. You know, and see and, and that's and that's the whole other thing too. Like psychologically, you know, what Hansu said like is really messed up, but it's true. You got like, you know, these images have most kids of color thinking that they have to lose who they are or hate their skin to become heroes. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you know, as a child gets older, that type of thinking can seep into other facets of, facets of life and really fuck with them. And and the thing is, like, like I always like, try to tell, like, you know, I try to tell folks when we talk about shit like this is that black people, people of all races, you shouldn't have to be ashamed of who you are just because you want to live. So that's why, like, that's why, like, I, I, I know Captain America has been black before. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I, it's happened a number of times, but not I've every got media that outlet does. But yes, it's happened. Yeah, yeah, but see, I got that history. But see, that that's that's a different time. This is new Marvel. This is Disney Marvel. Right. They're going to use these outlets because they have to push. They have to push this stuff. Absolutely. You know, whether it be a Lady Thor, or like you know Sam Wilson as Cap. You know, we've seen it before, but this is new. This is new, like I said, this is new Marvel. So this is being introduced to a media form that paid no fucking attention to comic books for decades. So this is all new to them. So they had, so they, you know, and the thing is, and, and if you think about it, they, Marvel was smart about it. They talked about Lady Thor on The View because ladies watch The View, women watch The View. And it's like, okay, we're going to hit the female audience with that and then hopefully attract readers that would never read a book to get that, that book. Yeah, they talk about Black Captain America on Stephen Colbert, which makes perfect fucking sense because it's a political thing. Even though uh, Colbert's satire, yeah, they talk about and they talk about New Iron Man on um, oh, I forget 
which tech site that was. I can't remember. I think, Mashable or something like that? Uh, was it CNET? Uh, I think it was Mashable. Um, okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I, yeah. You're right. It was Mashable. Yeah. And see, and that's smart. That's smart. They had to do it like that. And I know people are like, oh, this is just marketing, blah, 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 blah. But it's like, yo, you got that money. You got to push it. You know, like I, I'd rather them do that than not do anything at all. You know, like they used to do. Or, or like place an ad on an AM radio station, or play, place an ad during a during a Triple uh, A All Star baseball game. <laughs> it, it, you know what I mean? Like it, they're at least getting out there to try to make the point of we're making these changes because we know the world is multicultural. How long it lasts, I don't know. You know, it's Marvel. It, it could change. You know, it could change. But I, I admit to you know, I, I I'm cool with them trying this and doing this. Yeah. Because it really, because it really needs to be done. And the whole thing is, it's just like folks are like, oh, you're taking our white heroes away. I'm like, come on, man, really? Yeah, like, like, well, you, like you don't have 392 of them already. Like, come on, right? I'm like, yo, you can. I feel like it just it, 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 it befuddles me. So I just, just I'm just befuddled. So <laughs> let me say almost exactly what I said on again on, on the altered ego. See, it sucks when you do a podcast uh, a week afterwards and talk about similar things because I'm going to repeat myself and I'll repeat myself here again because I'm sure the people that weren't listening to altered egos, you should though. It's a good podcast. Um, what I like about Marvel comics, and this is what differentiates them from the distinguished competition is that at least from what we're seeing here, they're not afraid to embrace their rich history while still remaining unique and changing. And that's what DC decided not to do by rebooting everything and keeping like three things and then throwing everything else out with the bathwater and then trying to, you know, uh, make things work at the last possible second. What, Mar- yeah. what Marvel does instead is like, oh, uh, you know, Thor, there have been many Thors before. There will be many Thors after, but we're not going to forget that Thor was Thor. We're going to have this new th- new female Thor. Old Thor will still be around elsewhere. They'll do their thing. Bada bing, bada boom. Hey, Falcon's been Captain America's sidekick for years. It makes perfect sense for him to eventually take over the role. We're going to have him in there. Captain America, as an old man, will still be around in the background. He might get his powers back at some point. But for now, we've got Falcon as... as uh, you know, as as Captain America, boom, there you go. Iron Man, hey, it makes absolutely perfect sense for us to embrace the San Francisco tech sector by having him be sort of a tech guru in San Francisco. And since we have other characters already living in San Francisco, it makes sense to extend that even further by having him move to San Francisco. Bing, bang, boom, it all lines up perfectly and again, not forgetting that these characters existed before, not forgetting that there's continuity, but just trying something new, you know? And there's nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah, no, there's nothing wrong with it. And the thing is, like, in, in, in my eyes, like, both companies still do, like, whack shit. Um, you know, yeah, like, I, I, know. like I said, there's, 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 there's things I give Marvel props for. But, like, say, for instance, like, that whole double, triple shipping shit, that's, that, 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 that's, I, 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 I agree with you, dude. I, I, I can't, I, I can't co-sign that. I, you know, I... I just can't. Like, I, I have a lot of problems with that. Completely so, agree. Um, yep. So, like, I, like I'm, I'm not cool with that. And, like, I know, like I said, I know this has been done before. Mm-hmm. You know, and the thing is, is that um, I, I, although I do find it sad because, like, the business did this to itself mm-hmm. by not properly 
securing futures for new characters. You know, because it used to be way back when, like, yo, you could do new characters that didn't have a history and put them into a universe and make it work. You know what I mean? Yeah. You could do that. And, and you know, and, and now it's such a struggle to make a book work that way anymore and because, like, you know, they kept forcing the same characters down your throat all the time. So it's just like, no. So, so now they have to do it this way to where it's like, okay, you know, maybe now instead of, like, trying to do a Lady Thor, like, a, a this, like, character, not as Thor, but as a different character, we just make this character Thor, yeah. get this character some hype, and then if it works well enough, we can move this character on to something else. But the thing is, is that these types of heroes are needed. They, they, they really are because, like, yo, like, I, I saw Iron Man movies. I really just want to see War Machine. Yeah. And... And, like, so when I got that, like, three minutes, when, like, Tony and Rhodey were side by side, and then, the, and like, the visor plates drop, on, and they just, like, go to battle. That was awesome. I was like, yo, hey. I was like, that's what I want. I was like, you gave it to me. You gave it to me. I love you. I thank you. And I was like, I'll never get that again. <laughs> you know, and then, like, the third movie comes around, and Rhodey's a joke. And it's the Iron Patriot. And I, and I was sad. You know, like the only time it was it was remotely entertaining is that when when Downey Jr. and uh, Don Cheadle were essentially buddy cops. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. So, so like I, and I, but that was really about it for me. And after that, I was like, yeah, I'm pretty much done with this movie. But like I, you know, but I know that Rhodey, I know that um that Rhodey isn't like the quote unquote primetime character, and 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 like you know he's not going to get a full movie. It's just that, like, when the third movie came out, they cut off his balls. Yeah. He'll be in Avengers 2, though, so that's good in one way or the other. I don't know if he's going to be War Machine in it, but he, mm-hmm. I saw in some of the stills that have been released that he is going to have at least a scene or two in the movie. So that, that'll, be, that'll be nice to see. Yeah, and that's cool. And, and that's cool. So, like I said, I'm, I'm good with it. You know, I'm, I'm good with that. But, like, like so these changes are necessary. Definitely. Be- you know, because it's a, new, it's a new world, man. There's, like, a lot of, like I said, there's a lot of kids of color. There's a lot of interracial kids. You know, and they need to see heroes that like look like them. You know what I mean? If and if they don't, you know, that's why. But at the same time, like, that's why I was always kind of like I kind of like this whole Hulk agents of smash because you never see them in human form. Yeah, you know, it's like you know, like the cats are green and red and blue. You know, and so like you know, it's not stationary milk toast. You know, <laughs> milk toast. You know, milk toast type characters, but but still, it's it's, it's different. And so, so like, like I said, just embrace that change. And like I said, it, there's still hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of white heroes. I can go to New 52 as evidence of that. Yep. You, you, you know what I mean? I, it's, 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 pretty, it's pretty simple. Like, yo, I've said yo a lot. but um, <laughs> I know yo. But like with Earth 2, they put like a black Superman in Earth 2. And I would like that if the book was good. Yeah. In, and then you have a situation where... They've taken Mr. Terrific, who was the third smartest man in the DC universe, uh, and <laughs> and basically turned him into a combination of Tupac and T.D. Jakes, and <laughs> and like you you don't understand how pissed off that makes me. Yeah, because well, it's just it it's it that's one of those times where, and once again, I know it's just another person's interpretation, but normally with black characters, black characters get fucked over harder than most characters as far as like reimaginations and reinterpretations and like it makes it harder to fix or sometimes they just don't go back to the character because the last presentation of said character was so bad that like i fuck that dude but like say for instance you mean to tell me you have one brother to talk to 
or one sister to talk to, say, listen, we're going to do this take on Mr. Terrific, and we're going to put a tattoo like Thug Life on the back of his back, but it's going to say Terrific. And, and like, he's kind of going to have like this religious like following, blah, blah, blah. Just, just one black person, like, just like take it, just one black person say, that's not a good look, son. They would have done it anyway. Yeah. Because they ain't like they listen, it ain't like they listen to us. <laughs> you know, it ain't, because like, it ain't like they got black writers. Seeing that scene, and now, now the anger's come. Well, I'll, I'll just, uh, I'll, I'll temper that anger by saying two things. One, uh, hey, let's get a whole bunch of uh, black characters with skateboards. Uh, yeah, Dwayne McDuffie, we love you and we miss you. Uh, num- number, number two, sixth printing for Ms. Marvel number one. I think that yeah, says man. a lot. That says a lot, and that's wonderful. And that is absolutely wonderful, and that is a great, that's actually a really great book. Yeah. It and is. I, I got to I got to give props to the entire creative team. I mm-hmm. don't, you know, and I don't know all their names, so G- I don't want to disrespect Wilson them. is the writer. Uh, yes. I don't know the art team offhand. Yeah, so I said I just I want to mention him. I just didn't want to be disrespectful. I was just yep. like, yo, but no, that is a really fun. That's just a good book. Yeah, it's a good book. That's that's, that's how I'm going to state it. Yep. It is a good book. Damn right. So um, yeah, that, that's where I'm going to leave that. So yeah, like so there's. It's 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 time for change in comics, and it's time to stop. We gotta stop pandering to 125,000 people. Yeah, you know it's like yo. I'll put it to you like this. I love art. I love art. Art is wonderful. Art is beautiful. Art can be so many things. But you know what else I like? I like to get paid. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And, 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 and that doesn't all. mean that, that doesn't mean that doesn't mean selling out doesn't mean compromising all my values. What it means is is doing a better job of reaching more people. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I mean. I hear that. that, that, that that's what that that's what that's what I mean. And so so I, I that's that's what I want to do. I want to reach more people and I want them to understand how all these different art forms are great and that there's stories for them. And you know, these are things that they can pass along from generation to generation. And enjoy them. Well, so so like, let's make that happen. Let's let's indeed make that happen, man. And I, I don't, I can't think of any better place to to end this uh, where it is in a very hopeful spot, and uh, to also tell everybody where they can find you because yes, they, they they have to find you in order for 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 them to to love you and get to know you better. All right, all right, cool. Well, look, you can follow me on Twitter at Sean S H A W N. R, letter R, Pryor, P-R-Y-O-R, like Richard Pryor, um, at Sean R. Pryor on Twitter. If I don't follow you back, please don't be offended. Like, it just just don't be offended. That's where I'm going to leave it. Like, I'm not trying to be mean. It's just like, man, there's just so many people. And it just makes the feed even more crazy. And it's yep. just like, there's things I like to see. Yeah. So, um, so, like, that's, so that's where that's at. Continue to go to ActionLabComics.com, uh, ActionLabComics.com uh, for Action Lab Entertainment. Check out our books. Check out what, what we got on offer like i said i may not be in the trenches with them every day anymore but i'm still a co-founder and i still believe in what they're trying to do so you know continue to pick up like you know the great books like shinobi ninja princess uh the up and coming uh books like in the future like nutmeg written by james wright with art by jackie crofts nutmeg i i'm putting money on it nutmeg is going to be like the new breaking bad book for kids of all ages huh okay that's all i'm gonna say all right like I, I will put, I, I'll put, I will put money on that. I will have um, to keep an eye out for that. 
Yeah, it's called it's called Nutmeg, and it's going to be absolutely positively great. There's another book coming out in the future. Um, it's like the first issue is out digitally on Comicsology right now, but it won't be available in print for a while. It's called The Pantheon Project. Mm-hmm. It's really it's really cool. It's written by Eric Taylor, art by Leela DeLuca. Um, I want to say colors by Russ Wooten or letters by Russ Wooten. I can't can't remember. I can't remember the, all the whole team. Take a look at that too. That 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 was really cool. It's just a lot of great books. A lot of a lot of great books. You go to comicsology.com if you, you know if, you, if your store's not ordering Action Lab books, then they got a problem. But like you can go to comicsology.com, go to like publishers, go to Action Lab, and you can tap between the Action Lab proper side and Action Lab Danger Zone side and really get some great books. All pretty much single issues, 99 cents a piece. So enjoy that. I still do my podcast the black box you can find the black box on hhwlod.com click on the podcast feed that's like the, like that's so you can get all all the episodes right there there's like a main page but i haven't posted all the episodes on the main page just go to the feed because it's, it's akin to the rss feed uh, and uh, you can get all the episodes there it's also on itunes i'm still making episodes we'll be celebrating five-year anniversary this november Ooh. yeah man podcast for five years that's well, kind of crazy. i i got i gotta be a part of that shit somehow man <laughs> I still don't know what the fuck I'm doing, man. <laughs> you know, I, I, for real, I really don't know. Like, you got time. Anna, you got time. When, when, it, when it when it comes to those anniversary episodes, I'm like, what the fuck are we going to do? Fuck it. What? It, it might be. It might be a good idea to just in general revisit some of your favorite topics over the last five years and see what see how that's changed. You know, whether whether or not anything can be added or uh, or uh, subtracted from from previous conversations. Oh, there's a lot that can be subtracted. Oh yeah. Yeah, there's, there's like like my so many things have changed like over the last three years for me, <laughs> two two years alone for me. Please, but um, but still still doing it, still doing episodes of the Black Box. As a matter of fact, we got an episode coming out, and it may be out by the time this episode comes out. Not sure, we'll see. But it is the summer semester R and B episode. Nice. It is over four hours long. Wow. And the reason why it is over four hours long is because myself, along with Julian Lytle. Julian Lytle found Complex Magazine. They have an online site. <laughs> oh, shit. Complex Magazine decided to do the top 50 R&B albums of the 1990s. Oh, God. And they fucked it up completely. Oh. So Julian and I go through that list with a fine-tooth comb. And we talk about also the albums that they missed. And we talk about how they could put an album at this level here. And yet this better album is always near the bottom. So it's it's a it's going to be a great episode. I call it the summer semester episode because we're taking you to school, and, and it takes an entire to, semester to listen to. Yeah, exactly. And then I get to take a month break while y'all listen to this podcast. I come back, school's back in session. So uh, so yeah, man. So so it's it's fun. It's good stuff. So yeah, you can find me at those places doing those things, and. Uh, you know, like I said, man, it's it's going to be a, a new a new life for me and a new start, and I'm I'm really looking forward to it. And I'm just I'm just ready to shake things up, man, and I can't wait. Nice. Everyone can can find you there, man. And, and like I said, sometime before November or for the anniversary, I got to be there for it. I have not been on the black box in a while, and I feel yes. my my presence has been missed. 
That's oh, no. All, that, that's, that's, fair, that's, fair enough. Yeah. There you fair go. enough. And, and, and a lot of it, a lot of that is just due to sometimes, like I said, it just depends on what phase the, oh, the show, was, man. show was in. Please, I'm not, yeah. I'm not salty about it at all, man. I'm just oh. I'm just saying I want my ass back on there one way or the other. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the, the other thing I want to mention before we close this episode out entirely, uh, if you have not done so yet, please make a donation to Jamie's Avengers. Hi, everybody. This is Brian Christman. Shane Kelly, Adam Murdo, Matt, Chris Everly, Peter Rios, and we're from the Comic Geek Speak podcast. On May 2nd of this year, our friend and fellow podcaster, Jamie D'Alessandro, lost his battle with cancer. In honor of Jamie, we are participating in a 5K and 10K race to raise money for the Livestrong Foundation, which provides support for people with cancer. We will be taking part in the Team Livestrong Challenge, Philly, on Sunday, August 17th in Bluebell, Pennsylvania. We are collectively running and walking under the team name of Jamie's Avengers. If you'd like to join us in the event or make a donation to our team, go to livestrong.org and search for Jamie's Avengers. Thank you all for your time and Jamie's Avengers Assemble! The Comic Geek Speak crowd is going to be running in a race to uh, in the name of Jamie D'Alessandro. You know him very well. Any fan of podcasters should know him very well. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, Jamie lost his life to cancer, and the Comic Geek Speak guys are going to be running in his honor. Uh, so yeah, make that happen. Uh, at uh, Jamie's Avengers, you just Google Jamie's Avengers, and it's one of the first things that come up there is the Live Strong site for it. Uh, their progress uh, towards 10,000 is actually doing pretty well. They might not get the 10,000, but they're definitely going to get a, a lot towards uh, cancer research and that's really all we need so that's right please make sure to do that in jamie's honor uh and uh we we will we will never forget jamie and uh sean and i uh were are happy to be part of the extended comic geek speak family yes yep and uh, for that matter uh, i am already making my plans to attend the uh 10-year anniversary uh episode when it when it happens so i gotta get my mate on damn it Oh, so they, so they are doing that. They are indeed doing that. Yeah. Uh, it's, okay. It's it, it's it. At least the recording itself is definitely going to be happening that that specific weekend. Uh, you can find out further information on the comicforums.com. They actually set up a separate forum for it, and it looks like uh, they, they're not sure what else is going to happen that weekend. But there's definitely going to be a recording on that Saturday. So okay. uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best to make it out there. Maybe uh, Chad and, and and Mike and myself will do the old uh, super show excursion and uh, road it up there for Friday night and hang out Friday night. Mape on Saturday, do the recording, and then uh, make a pilgrimage over to Golden Eagle. Oh, that's cool, man. Cool, cool, yep. cool. I'm, I'm gonna have to take a look at that and see what's going down with that. Sounds good, man. If I, be be happy to see you one way or the other. Awesome, man. Awesome. Yeah, and and thank thanks for joining me, man. It's 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 good to catch up with you. Oh no! Hey man, thanks for having me on the show, man. It was like I said, it was good times, man. For real, like it's um, like I said, it was real nice. It was real nice, you know, Brent. I don't think you're a jerk all the time, dog. Like I just, I just talk shit about you because I can. Because like you know, sometimes you talk shit about me, so I just, I just got to share it and, and return it. You know, it's all love, motherfucker. So uh, yeah, you're, you're damn right. It's it's all love at this point, and 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 that guy's got a lot of shit going on, man. He's getting really, really close to baby season. So uh, that, oh, that, for, oh, for real, you got the seed coming too? Yep, September. Got the got the seed, like got the got the hot job, beautiful wife, seed on the way. Like this dude, like has like a CBS sitcom and doesn't even know it. <laughs> oh man, I, 
I need someone to Photoshop that. Someone needs to Photoshop that shit right now. One of you listeners has to be really good at Photoshop. I want you Photoshopping Mandy and Brent into a CBS sitcom poster. Make that shit happen. King of Queens, that bitch. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. But yeah, like like I said, Sean, man, anytime, anytime. Well, I appreciate it. All right. Appreciate it a bunch. And uh, we are yet again sponsored by DCBS, Discount Comic Book Service. Check them out at dcbservice.com. 50% off of Marvel and DC hardcovers, wonderful bundles on Vertigo Image, and a whole bunch of others. And uh, you can get 40% off of uh, Marvel, DC, Image, and Dark Horse uh, single issues for the most part with some 50% off thrown in there as well. And use our Comixology storefront and save an additional 5% off. DCBService.com. Yet again, thank them for their sponsorship. The email address for Comic Timing is comictiming at gmail.com. Don't forget to check us out at Facebook at facebook.com slash comic timing. We're proud members of the Comics Podcast Network over at comicspodcast.com and the League of Comic Book Podcasts over at comicbooknoise.com slash league. And if you want to send us an iTunes review, I'm sure that that is still a thing. So for Mr. Stan Leroy himself, I'm Ian Levinsky reminding everybody out there that there's always time for Barocco Comics. <laughs> I knew I had to throw that shit in there at the end. Oh, jeez. Hey, how you doing, Ian? Pretty good, man. How are you? I'm not, I'm not bad today. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I had uh, the acupuncture. Nice. And uh, it put me out like a light for an hour, and I woke up feeling refreshed, and, and I'm good. I'm good. They, 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 they used acupuncture on uh, on Legend of Korra last week, actually. That was one of the uh, the major plot points of that episode, is uh, one of uh, Toph's kids winds up getting acupuncture, and essentially we get to see why she's been a bitch the last couple episodes. Ah, Nice. <laughs> Nice. No, like acupuncture is that real, man? Like I didn't yeah. think much of it before. Um, I, you know, I started using it, and, and like it's it's been real helpful, man, for real. Yeah, no, I know it. I mean, dude, I mean, my my grandfather uh, is a retired chiropractor, so I know I know all about the, uh, the the arts that some people consider to be bunk. When in reality, they actually help a shitload. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, how long did it take before, like, you could actually use your health insurance for your chiropractor? Oh, please. Yeah. And that was you know? that was way too many years, man. Yeah. And so, like, in shooting acupuncturists are still fighting to like be able to do the same. Yeah. I know. I know. You know. But it's that Eastern medicine, man. Like, and the thing is, is that like a lot of Western doctors are now trying to incorporate Eastern medicine into their Western practices. So it, it's 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 odd. It's odd, but that's that's the game, though. It's a bit, a bit of an exchange back and forth, really. Yes, it, it, a volley, if you will. <laughs> tongue tied, tongue tied, tongue tied. Okay, 